Jose Mitchell, and these are my stories! Howdy, folks. Oh, wait a minute, we're on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Howdy, folks. I hope you're having a good day today. And let me be the first to welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must note that I am not a doctor or psychiatrist. If your son or daughter is diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I only speak based on my experiences. I also know the rights to this intro natural. The intro natural was on zedge.com. I also have a mission statement that I'd like to tell you all. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that many think are disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities do not want to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. And I also have some paid for the following. I'll give a shout out to Brandon Barrett. Let me tell you something, folks. We took part in the annual cast for kids at Lake Monroe last Saturday. Wow, what can I say? This event was put together by Brandon and Amy Barrett, these wonderful human beings being our sponsor. They was full of fun and award ceremony for the fishermen and women and so much happiness for those that participated. People that are definitely able went out with some very awesome captains and caught fish. It's an annual event, so please get involved. Thank you, Jeff Barnes and Eastern Regional Director for Cast for Kids and Brandon Amy Barrett. You are all rock stars. The kids I worked with are superheroes, too. I met some amazing people at the event, too. Doug Killian and Andrew Woodall and Amanda Nixon, Natasha Humphleet, and Amanda Tolliver and Lisa Lazel, who is the winner of the raffle prize of the ATA month training. We met Amanda Nixon, one amazing person. Her and her wife are amazing parents. They adopted Becca and Liam Nixon in December 2021. Both were diagnosed with autism. Becca is a junior at Spencer Owens School, and guess what? She just made the JV cheerleading squad. Way to go, Becca. I also have given a Steve Miller and Angel Shear. These two have been behind me 100%. Check out Stephen Miller Tax Service today in Bloomington, Indiana. I know taxing is over, but there are late filings too. The tax service will take care of you, so call them. Thank you to Angel for all your help lately. We definitely love you and appreciate all the help you can give us. And I definitely got to give a shout out to our good friend, good old PALS place, or People and Animal Learning Services. PALS is a nonprofit therapeutic writing center for people with disabilities, veterans, senior citizens, and at-risk youth. The therapeutic power of the horse can offer many physical, emotional, and social benefits for a diverse population. Christina Arthur is the lead instructor, and she's an awesome lady. The whole staff and facility is amazing. Check them out today. When you hear Christina, lead instructor herself, when I read the PALS mission on their website, I realize that our missions are basically the same. PALS wants to promote joy, quality of life, better health, and empowerment by providing therapeutic programs with horses. But listen to this. They also want to provide a caring, safe, and challenging environment. They want to foster growth and individual achievement for all participants that will enable them to reach their highest potential. The key words here are highest potential. Like my Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast, Pals is trying to show that no matter what, human beings have something to offer, and they will help them show what they can do. Our audience is not only similar, but we are both trying to change the world one lesson and one episode at a time. Now, there are awesome people I like to thank. I would actually like to give a huge thank you to Diane Strand and the students from JDS Creative Academy for being on my show on my latest episode. And if you want to see the episode, see 147. Future visionaries from JDS Creative Academy. But what amazing people and amazing students. Keep going with all of your work and success. And thank you to all the people that came to my speed networking event. Sam Hutchins, Blake Johnson, Margax Hoover, McWolfman, Mike Diocho, and Coleman Berg. What amazing people and amazing people to network. They all had amazing connections and all had amazing successful stories that they all came to share and they all had certain abilities that was awesome to hear about. I also want to give a shout out to the following publications for writing a story about me. Luke Norton at the IDS, the Times Mail in Bedford, Emily Cox at the Herald Times, and Patty Daner from the Greene County Daily World 
and Kit Hanley from WTHI. What amazing people and amazing stories. Check them out. And I must go to my friend Todd Rogers for the speaking advice. Energy game. My four speeches. Blue Collar Autistic Worker. A Hardcore Meaning. The Last Alliance. And No More Dissing in Society. Thank you for all the advice, Todd. I'll definitely keep your advice in mind of looking up and keeping good eye contact when I motivational speak. And thank you to Kevin Love for reaching out to me for some entrepreneurial advice. I hope it helped, man. And I hope you take my advice as well. And I must go into the following podcast that who had me on. Dominic Barstow, The World According to the Autistic Kid. Rich Kaufman, The Vertical Momentum Podcast. Aaron Huey, Beyond Risk and Back Podcast. Reed Mouse on the Inside the Asperger Studio Podcast. Dr. Karen Bryson, The Curious Professor Podcast. Jason Durnett from The Jason Durnan Show Podcast. Deanna Beg Mythbusters Podcast. And Dennis R. Sumlin, the Core Confidence Life Podcast. What all amazing podcasts. Be sure to check them out as well. Now, folks, we'll get started here in a minute, but right now we got to hear about Wellspring Paint Solutions. So let's get to it. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Glasscott from the Glass in the Afternoon radio program on News Sports Talk 98.7 and AM 1370 and WGCLradio.com. And on behalf of Wellspring Paint Solutions, they're happy to partner with Sam Mitchell and the Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast. Wellspring Pain Solutions applauds Sam's mission statement to eliminate the stigma associated with autism. Here's what we want you to do. Check out the website, wellspringpainsolutions.com. You'll find out which of the four locations is closest to you. You'll get a chance to meet their team of providers and all the services offered at Wellspring. When you're there, now the fun really begins. You'll find the link to Sam's website where you'll find all his podcasts, background information on his guests, as well as all the merch in his merchandise store. You'll be amazed. You'll have fun. You'll enjoy it. All we ask you to do is take a listen and spread the word that autism rocks and rolls. All right, folks, I'm back. And don't you be too nervous to meet these fine people, but you're right, man. Autism does indeed rock and roll. But let's get into today's topic because I think it's going to show my point. Because today's topic is about Marvel. Because Marvel Studios is about us. It's about us. And even though you may not see it, I see it through my own two very own big eyes that are blinded by light sometimes. And whether you may not like it, it does because all the stones, all the characters that you see, there are some traits in them that are autism. And maybe they're on the spectrum if you think about it. Now, the definition of Marvel Studios is an American and film company that is based on MCU or... Marvel Cinematic Universe Studios, and it's also based on characters that appear in the Marvel character books. And because it also represents, because not just the characters do, but I even think the books do, from their artwork to the sayings to the new versions that you don't see in, in the film industry, they're all represent me. I could find a way they all do because it's not just about the heroes. The villains even represent me. They all are autistic, regardless of what you think. And I'll prove it to you today. And I'll just start the first way because I think I can relate to this topic because the action and the way they act can seemingly be like me because not just them, but the actions like us, the punches, the moves, the kicks, the way they move left to right, right to down. That's our brain sometimes. That's the way we think. And it also represents autism because this company does not lack storyline, but it does leave me many questions. You know, I like a good storyline in a movie or a video game, like Red Dead Redemption or Red Redemption 2, which I'm going to play someday and I'm going to buy. But it, that's what I like. I like the storyline, and th that company does not lack it, unlike the other one. But it does leave me many questions, and it makes me wonder. You know, I don't like the Marvel movie endings where they're just like, Avengers, and then they stop. Like, where do we start? You know, I don't like that. And there needs to be a good ending and not leave us hanging. 
And I guess part of the chronological series where the Marvel movies to represent in chronological order. But it still needs to have a good solid ending to where it's like, okay, we got a good stopping point. Now we can move on. And I think Marvel's or the MCU lacks that. And in my opinion, it does like character development because unless you read the comic books, you are basically out of luck. But, you know, I kind of like the anticipation. And that's why I don't read the comic books because I love that anticipation of not knowing who the character is until the film comes out. I don't read the books because it's a spoiler. And I know Paul Heyman says, my friend, that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. I like spoilers too sometimes, but not with this. I like to be anticipating and wait to see how the actual villain, how the actual hero is operating, how the movie goes down with the actual movie itself and not deal with the book because the book may be completely different as well. Now, the reason why I like Marvel personally and from a personal perspective is because it's what a superhero company is supposed to be. It matches every checks box, checks box, check box you need for a superhero company. I mean, you it matches every check box you need. You need the heroes, the villains, you got the timelines. I mean, it just matches. It's what it's supposed to be. You got everything you need. You got different powers. You got the variety. And I'm a variety man, and it definitely provides variety. They all have their own storylines, and they're all different, but they still come together. And that's with autism. We're all different. But when it comes to me trying to develop neurotypicals together... Will we will reunite together and stand tall and put our flag up in the mountains? Now, the history of Marvel is according to a Pretzi by Shanty B. Marvel movies was created in 1939 by Martin Goodman and Stanley. It was once called Timely Comics. Also, he made his first Marvel character, the Human Torch. The character is the founder of the Fantastic Four, who we will talk about more later. But after a while, the name was changed to Marvel Mystery Comics. And this led to the creation of a character we will talk about later and Namor the Submariner. He was once of the first three characters. Then 1966, Marvel Mystery Comics got bigger, and then in 1996, Marvels went through another name change, and it was just changed to Marvel. And in the early days, it had low production quality of TV, but then 1996, Marvel changed its name to Marvel Studios, and that's when Marvel was born, and it became a part of pop culture. And this goes with autism as well, because times change for us just like it does for everybody else. Because each two steps forward, we're going to also take a step backwards with a new problem. Sometimes we'll even take a bigger step forward with our problems, but sometimes we'll also take a step back with our problem. I mean, it all depends on the child, but also we will conquer our problems, but it may just take multiple steps back to get there, but we'll definitely climb up the stairs and eventually open the door and see the light. See the light! But we will also... Be sure to change and evolve and grow into a better person and become old and definitely turn into an amazing human being. Now, how this episode's going to go is I will give you some heroes, explain how they represent autism and do the history and explain how they represent autism and some extras and how they represent autism. But we'll do an example to help you out. So practice round is like Billy Bob. Billy Bob has... Powers of a mic. This represents autism because blah, 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 blah. Now, the history of Billy Bob is blah, 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 blah. He represents autism because blah, blah, blah. And then extras that he has a weapon called the guitar mic. Blah, 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 blah. The guitar mic is this. The guitar mic represents autism because blah, blah, blah. And if I say no histories or no extras, then that means there was no history to be told or... There's no extras to be heard in the movie that I have already have not told you. So why don't we get started? So our first hero is Mr. Fantastic, 
or by his allies or his original name, Reed Richards. Richards was exploring his garage after school. After getting transformed into an experiment, he gained the powers to stretch his body in different form lengths. He is related to autism for two reasons. First, according to Wikipedia, the actor said, When I read the script, I didn't feel like I was reading this larger-than-life, incredible superhero tale. That statement is so on the spectrum when you first see us because no one thinks we can do anything. But after you warm up to us and you see how we are and how we operate and what we do and what we enjoy, you then see a different picture. And we can do a lot of things. We can make our own future and make our own dreams. If they're not provided to us, then they'll be given. And if they're not given, we'll take them our own selves. And then it's the second reason it is, reminds me of autism, because how Miss Temple Grandin and C-124, pictures on the ranch from Temple Grandin, believes early intervention for neurotypicals. Because with Mr. Reeds, he talked about stretching his body. Okay, with Miss Temple Grandin, she says you have to stretch him outside the comfort zone. Because they're not going to do it if they live in this comfortable bubble or dome for the rest of their lives. You have to pop that bubble and explain them what they have to do and help them out with early intervention. I mean, I know it will be hard, but you got to let them do it. you got to help them go buy something. you got to show them how it's done. You need to teach them how to go get a coffee. I mean, you got to show them these basic skills that we struggle. And I mean, it may not be doing media or something we work on, but if it's a basic skill that we have to do, yes, we're asking for help, not for name calling or injustice or derogatory in us, but help and respect and understanding. So please help us out if we need it. And that's for the fellow people who listen to this and the parents. The next character is Human Torch or by his allies, Johnny Storm. He is the founder of the Fantastic Four. He is a troublemaker and the younger brother of the next character, I will say, but he can fly and shoot fireballs. He relates to autism because of what the actor also said. The actor said, we're more or less a bunch of kids that have had an accident and we had disabilities. Now we have to cope with and try to find a life afterwards, try being normal as we can. This relates to autism because that statement I partially agree with and disagree with because I agree that we have to find coping mechanisms because everyone in life needs a coping mechanism. And I have coping mechanisms too with life itself. And that is live life to its fullest and like tomorrow will never happen. And never, ever, for me, let stuff sink in. Because my mother, and I'm not trying to bash her, but my mother likes to let stuff sink in and let it sit and work upon it tomorrow. Okay, I can't do that. I've never been able to do that. And the reason being is I may not get tomorrow in order to act upon the task. So for me, I have to do it now or never because I may not get the time to do it. I may not get tomorrow. I have to do it now. I have to. I can't let that sit. Or otherwise, tomorrow, it's not going to happen, and it will be all forgetful, and I'll never even remember the first step. So it is for me, the now. The now must happen, no matter what anyone says, and I have to do it then, now, and possibly forever. But hopefully, forever, will be remembering how to do it and remembering how to operate with life itself. But for someone who is on the spectrum or an Aspie, it's so much more difficult if we don't have coping mechanisms because we'll feel like we have that extra pressure on us. The pressure on us will be harder and harder. The balloon will pop eventually. We won't be able to take it if we do not have those coping mechanisms. So parents, I encourage you to help your kids find coping mechanisms with life itself when it gets overwhelming. Figure out what I like to call when life gives you lemons 
solution. But also, I disagree with that statement because no one is normal. Nobody is going to be normal. No one is the same. No one is going to act like the president. No one acts like your next door neighbor. You're all one person, but you're all separated with a knife and cut in different pieces that represent you. The next character will be Invisible Woman, or by her alias is Sue Storm. The sister of Human Torch, she is a bright, self-sufficient, and a sarcastic woman. Invisible Woman has the power to be invisible and create force fields. She relates to autism because most people on the spectrum can be bright like her, but unlike her, not fully self-sufficient. We're going to need help in life, and being not fully self-sufficient is okay. I'm not self-sufficient. I still live at home, and I'm an adult. And I don't know if I'll ever move out, you know? I mean, I want to, granted, but I don't know if I'll have the capability to. I don't know if I'll have the maturity to. I don't know if I'll fully be able to be self-sufficient. And I'll never be. I'll never be self-sufficient, probably, until I go six feet under. And that's fine. But everybody counts. But even though they may not be self-sufficient, they can still contribute to society. Everyone can contribute to society, no matter what your background is, no matter where you came from, no matter what struggles you're going through. So, But you can't contribute. It may be the simplest thing from getting a job at Bob Evans, but it may be a bigger thing to be in the world's most top famous prettiest model. I don't know what that is or what your story is, but you have to contribute to society. Even though society may not want you to, you still need to function and you can count. You can make yourself count and you can be that contribution to society and make something out of your own self. It may not be the biggest thing, but at least it's something because everyone in life would prefer something over nothing. The next character is The Thing or by his aliases Ben Grimm. He is a happy and protective friend. He is the heart of the group. Thing's body is made out of stones, and his body gives him super strength, which is said to make him indestructible. Thing can be connected to autism because I like to consider myself the heart of the group. I am a nice guy, and I do care. I care, I care, and I a thousand times care. But like him, I'm also not afraid to defend my flag, and like him, I'm not either. I stand up for what I believe in. Like, for example, I believe in mental health is not as accepted as it should be. And that's why I'm creating a podcast to prove it. But I do care. I care a thousand times. I do favors for people, and I'm glad to do the favors for them. I know some people take advantage, but to the ones who just need favors, okay, I understand. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. And I would gladly do that favor with a smile and a kind heart. The next character is Dr. Doom, or by his aliases, Victor Don Doom. He is the main supervillain in the movie, and he is, he is an irate, revengeful, but smart man. He is known for exchanging consciousness. He can relate to autism because I want to sometimes exchange consciousness with others. And it's not because of depression. It's not because I have like mental issues or like, like I'm sad or anything. It's just I want to see how someone without autism operates. You know, I know not everyone's the same. But I want to see how some people with autism or without autism operate. Because there are others who are just like an average Joe. And I want to see how the average Joes go along in life. I want to see what they do. How they solve problems. Because sometimes my solutions are not the best or really weird as society would call it but i want to see what is what society calls a normal solution how do we improvise how do we know to be honest or blunt how do you process that and i do question that and i wish i could be in your brain to see how these questions are answered now the history of the fantastic Fours they made their public debut when a villain named mole man began attacking cities they teamed up and defeated mole man and unlike spider-man they were all loved by the public and media. This relates to autism and my podcast because I know there's going to be mole mans who not, do not believe in my podcast or mission or just think it's all right. And I do see that. But, however, there are going to be 
others that are like the public and media that love me and see what I'm doing to help out. Some people are different. They may not like radio, podcasts. I mean, they're all different. They all see what I'm doing, which is awesome, but some are going to love it more than others. And to all the moments who do, you're fine. But if you're going to like bother me, it's time to knock it off and grow up because I got a life. I don't have time for this. So please leave me alone if you don't like what I am doing. But if you love, please support. You're the reason I'm doing this. Everyone who listens to an episode, thank you. And I support you as well, just as much as you support me. And I'm so grateful that you see what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to take the stigma off of disabilities and show that you give the others with looks can do what you're not you're not looking at the bigger picture you're not looking at their inner side you're looking at the outside and for the moment just leave me alone or at least attempt maybe i mean you can at least try to see what i do that'd be kind of nice and i'm now i'm ready to talk about some extras so now for the first extra it's called the fantasy affair it launches a fairy four in the sky and lets every team member where he is and it activates the others i think and this is autism for the parents because parents I believe it is important to have your own fantasy affair and get involved with someone on the spectrum. Not because of trust, but for safety. You know, I think parents are on edge when their children go out. But add autism to it, it's even harder because you're afraid of the others, not them. I think you trust them enough, and I think you trust them to see what they do, but it's the others. You can't judge another person. You can't judge the next-door neighbor. I mean, you can't. You have to be careful. So I think you have to get involved, not because of them, but because of the others. You got to give them some safety. You got to give them boundaries and rules. You have to give them that. Or otherwise, they're going to hop into a, the next person's car and not know who the heck they are and not realize it. Realize that they, are, might, that they might be in trouble. So I encourage you to get involved with your child, not with like everything they do. I mean, I think they should have some privacy and I think they've earned that. Maybe when they're younger, be involved with everything, but... When they're older, they do involve privacy, but I'd still be involved with like the big things, the things that could lead them to danger or the things that they want to do with maturity or the things that they see that could go wrong. I would definitely be involved with that. And if I was a parent, our next extra will be uniform computers is the team suits that hold the powers. When one of the team's members powers are activated, the rest are activated. This can be autism because someone on the spectrum may have a hard time understanding sharing is caring and they had to learn to share their powers and play as share the wealth card because sharing is hard for every child to understand believe me it, it was hard for me to understand but i love to do it now so i must have done a lot of growing up since then but anyway sharing is harder for someone on the spectrum because we don't understand the idea that two people can play the game we don't understand that there are two more people a part of society we don't get that yet when we're younger and it's harder for us to understand because we imagine living in a kingdom with servants doing our duty for us and getting all the power. And I bet everyone wishes that sometimes, but no one can live like that. But it's hard for a younger kid who's an Aspie to understand that, hey, you got to share your powers and we got to conquer together. You can't go solo. You got to make it a duo. And that's hard for someone to understand because we're better off solo. I work better alone than with someone. I like to go on my own pace and all that jazz. So I think really it's not just fully because of them being a little kid. It's because they want to do their own thing at their own pace, not share the pace with someone else. And I don't share the pace with someone else. I'm 19. I don't really share the pace with someone else unless it's a necessity. But I think everyone, including the younger one, needs to learn to share some stuff, like share toys, share everything they have but the pace. I mean, you got to learn. Otherwise, when you get to school, you're going to have major fits and 
meltdowns and tantrums because you're going to share a lot. And you might as well practice before you go to school than wait till you get to the building. Our next extra will be a time platform. It is a time machine that can take anyone back in any time in the past. And he, or Dr. Doom, can control when to send the travelers back. This is odd just because of my bluntness. It's C-102, Aussie versus bluntness, more information on that. But I wish I could hop in time platform and take what I said that was inappropriate back. Because sometimes what I like to do is catch and release. You know, I want to catch back what I said, but I can't sometimes. I already said it. And I speak before I think. And I'll be honest with you, I'm the last guy who likes doing that. But if I don't, if I think before I speak, I overanalyze and I get overwhelmed, anxiety, and just sweat really until... I basically pass out, and unfortunately, I don't know what to say sometimes, and I sweat about it, and it really stinks, but it's the only way I do is that I speak before I think, and I hate that so much, but it's the only way I know. And sometimes that does get me in trouble because I am too blunt, and I want to go back in the time platform so I can eradicate that and say it never happened, but I can't, unfortunately. We don't have that. We may, we may get that in the future, hopefully, but I don't know if we ever will. And we have to learn that there is a difference between honesty and bluntness. I don't see the difference yet, but I'm hoping one day I definitely will so that I can help myself and help others to avoid my rude bluntness. Our next extra will be servo guards. These are robots and Dr. Dune henchmen. This can be autism because I think we need henchmen for a variety of reasons. You'd be surprised as to those who can help with autism. I mean, there is a lot of, as we know, like doctors, ABA therapy, but there's also some who could. I mean, we need those henchmen. I mean, they're great to use. They're great to helpers. They're professionally trained. I know they can't understand the emotional side of autism, but they could do their best to help. Maybe they will learn one day. They can use them for your HH, your henchmen helpers. You can use them as your sidekicks. They're there. So I do encourage you to use them if necessary. I mean, I don't think I want to. I mean, I know I have the trust issues for it, obviously, but there are others that can, and maybe you should use it. Maybe it will help your child or daughter. So I do encourage you to use your HH because if you pick the right HH, you will definitely receive great responses and awesome feedback from your child. Our next extra is Doombot. Henchmen that look like Dr. Doom, people easily think that he is the real Dr. Doom unless the real Dr. Doom is in their sight. This can relate to autism because there are many Doombots in the world where they are fake and they take advantage of the ones with challenges and we not see the manipulation until it's too late. So I really just want to ask, why can't we just take care of each other all instead of using one another? Life would be so much easier if we could all do that. But there are also powers that Doombots take advantage of. There's the Al Doombot where they think for themselves and where the user is just thinking of themselves. And there's the Fine Doombot where they use you as a punching bag, basically, and they just want to hurt you, and that's sad. But there's also Dolphin Doombot where the users are stronger. They use their stronger man mindfully. They... They put the effort to use you, and that's not right. So I encourage you to avoid the Doombots in the real world because Doombots will get you. You're going to encounter one Doombot in your life. So be, be careful of it and pay attention to the traits of those Doombots that you see. The final extra for Fantastic Four is Planet Zero. It is a planet in the movie where certain astronauts got to explore, but Mr. Fantastic did not. This is textbook autism because others most of the time will get picked over because of the fear. Now that is fine. Because we'll make our own opportunities. If you don't want to pick us for a certain task, we'll do it ourselves. We'll find the way. It may not be the right way, but it's definitely a way. You may not like it, but hey, we're hey we're doing it, period. So if you don't want to pick us over someone else, fine. We're not going to stop doing that task until it is done, though. With It's with our jobs and with 
getting the job too. We're not stopping until we can be a member of society and not live off of our parents. So I think that is it actually for the Fantastic Four. Now it's time for the next movie, which is Ghost Rider. So the first character from Ghost Rider is himself, Ghost Rider, or by his aliases, Johnny Blaze. He's a motorcycle stunt rider who was tricked into making a deal with the devil for his dying father, but gets transformed into a demon soul hunter, and he can be seen with autism because he did something for his father and was tricked. We could be that way too, but some are not. Some are more on edge after a death. We see things through more than ever during that time frame. Our senses are more heightened. When someone dies in the family, our senses are heightened. There's no way around it. We feel more aware, alive, and more, not to say relieved, but know that they're in a better place. So that's actually helped us learn the fact that we can be in a better place. And it does challenge us for that reason. And our senses are going to be more heightened with our eyes, our ears, our sm smell, taste. I mean, our senses will be heightened because we just lost something of ours. And it's a big loss, not like this little bitty loss that we lost the $20. We just lost a family member who we bonded with. And to us, a death is weird because you know someone for so long and then they're not there anymore the next day. So, of course, it's going to take time to get used to. But we will get used to it with our perseverance and definitely use our heightened senses, actually, and embrace the challenge. The next character is Roxanne Simpson. She is the love interest of Ghost Rider and a news reporter. Like me, we are both working in the media field, and I, am, and I so admire Roxanne for that. I am grateful there's someone with the same passion as me. I mean, we don't share the same passion of having mental health acceptance, but she has the power of media, being a news reporter, and doing all of these amazing journeys. So, of course, I'm so grateful for Roxanne and what she's doing. And the fact that she's kind of pretty, I gotta say myself. So, Roxanne, you're beautiful, and thank you for being in the media world with me. The next character is Phantom Rider. He's a former Ghost Rider and ally and mentor to Ghost Rider. He connects with autism because someone on the spectrum... Needs as many mentors as they can get. Like I say in my oath, to those who choose to stay, you will graciously accept my pay. I will pay graciously. I do everything for you. I do the favors, like I said earlier. But I'll do more. I'll treat you with respect. I'll pamper you even. Like, I'm so grateful for your friendship. I mean, we need that. We need to know that there are more people who support us other than mom and dad and grandma and any other family members that exist. We need more than family. We need the whole world, I feel like, sometimes. Our next character for Ghost Rider will be Blackheart, or by his aliases, Legion, the main villain who wants to unleash hell on Earth. This can be odd because we want to unleash our powers and wisdom on others, no matter what the certain ability is. We have certain gifts that we can have. We have certain talents and certain abilities. I mean, we're not going to unleash hell on Earth, but we want to unleash our talents on Earth. We want to unleash the greatest power of all on Earth. Our presence. Our next character is the devil, or by his alias is Mephistopheles. He is the person who tricked Ghost Rider to making the deal, and then the next day killed his father in a motorcycle accident. He is searching for Blackheart, who seeks to overthrow him. Blackheart and him are in a race to search to release a thousand demons. This can be autism because we can play race two. We can race with anyone until we get our point across, and we cannot mentally DTT or drop the topic. And we will not stop until our a thousand demons are released in real life. I don't mean like demons that go, <laughs> I don't mean like that. I mean like demons that we won't stop dropping the topic. We'll go, yeah, 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 topic, topic. And we won't stop. We won't shut up about that topic until it is dropped. And it's not obsessing. We used to think that, but our mission shows that on the spectrum, those don't obsess. We're just practicing for our future skills and jobs. We want to improve what we do. We want to improve 
our hobbies and make it perfect to where maybe we get a better life than what we already have. We want to improve, improve, and improve 24-7 on what we love so we can practice for our future skills and practice for the real world and practice our job skills to say, hey, I know that I'm the best cook, best detective. Now, how can you top me? Now, come on, challenge me and let's see who's better. That's what we want to do. We want to challenge those and make sure that we're on top and not go back to second place. We want to stay in the first place with the gold medal and with our job and or our future skills. And that is going to happen with practice and practice and practice and endless practice until your death. Now, I kind of already said the history of Ghost Rider, but I'll say it again. The history is after being tricked, he got powers, but he used them for good. This can be autism because what may seem bad is actually good. And sometimes people on the spectrum make the wrong decisions for the right reasons. I have a perfect example with today. I had to drop a math class because I knew if I went this in college, oh my goodness, I would die. And I would not make it. I made that, it may be a wrong decision, but I had to do it for the right reasons. My mental health was my priority. And I knew if I continued, the mental health chart on mine would go down and down and down and just continuously going down to where I didn't care about nothing but that math class. So I had, it may be the wrong decision, but it was for the right reasons. And I do make decisions like that. You know, I make the wrong decision sometimes. I want to fix stuff right away. I don't let the boat sink. It may be a wrong decision, but I had to do it for the right reasons. I had to sometimes drop the topic for the right reasons. I have to do the wrong thing sometimes that seems wrong to me, but is right for others. As I get confused even sometimes with decisions and reasons. Decisions where you make a choice and reasons explanation. So if you explain to me why this is the right reason, then I might choose the right, go with the right reason over the wrong decision. But if it's not, then I'm making the wrong decision over the right reason. So it's all circumstantial, man. Now for the extras, and there's only one extra for... Ghost Rider, and that's the contract of San Venganza. It is a contract that can release a thousand demons and bring Earth to hell. This can become autism because we have the power as we get older to either release or fight the demons. Now, we can go either two ways with this. Sometimes, as we get older, we have the power to release the demons that have haunted us, and I don't have that power yet. I'm hoping to get it one day. I've had some demons of mine, unfortunately, that I will not share, but I have had to release some of the demons and let it out. Let it out, I'll come. I've had to conquer them. I've had to release them because if I knew if it held on, I would never be as happy as I can be. Or you have the option of fighting the demons. You can fight the demons to where you can battle them. You can conquer the demons to where they don't bother you anymore. And I have a perfect wrestling story. It was a rivalry between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. So what happened is Braun Strowman is sitting on by a swamp. Bray Wyatt comes along and He's over here laughing and acting. Follow the buzzers. Let me in. Or laughing like. <laughs> Maybe doing that. But he got bit by a snake. And Braun was trying to stop him. And he said, no, that's my friend. And Braun got overwhelmed with so much fear and emotion that he started doing the devil's work. But the sad part was he enjoyed every second of it. And believe him, that was a part of his past where he tried to keep away. But it kept coming back. So the only way he knew to stop those demons was to go home, as he said, and go back to that swamp where they met and relive the horror. And I would have had done that too, personally. But I would never, like, go to the swamp, obviously. But I had to relive the horror to fight the demons. Let it all out. Let it all out of the chimney to the point where it's out in the air and no one else has to face it, I guess, unless you're a, another planet, I guess, like Mars or Saturn. If you had to 
release it out sometimes and get out of that chimney to block Santa Claus, then that's what you got to do to release your demons and feel much better and go into a better place. So now that's all for Ghost Rider. Now we're going to move on to the Ghost Rider sequel, the Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And the first character is Danny Ketch, the long-lost brother of Ghost Rider. And he learned that Ghost Rider actually carries his soul. This can be autism. Can I see a, an important person die? I oddly feel like some of them become a bit of me. Like Taker once said, your body belongs to the bearer, but your soul belongs to me. And I feel like the soul belongs to me. It's my duty to take to remember their honor, remember how they, what they did for us, what they did for everyone, the veterans, the seniors, the, the ones who lived through 9-11. It's my job to honor them with integrity, intensity, and intelligence because they've done so much for our country. And not just, I'm not talking about governments or firefighters, I'm talking about everyone. So thank you all for helping out America. God bless USA. Our next character will be Blackout. He is the main supervillain in the movie. He's a greedy drug dealer and gunrunner. The devil turned into a supervillain. This is odd because if you remember in the last movie, in the end, the devil said, I will see you again. This is what he meant when he said that. And that is what we call foreshadowing. Okay, my life is basically built on foreshadowing. When I say I'm going to do it, then trust me, it will happen. I said I was going to change sophomore year, C-104, making friends again that girl for more information, and I did. I also said I was going to run a podcast and possibly business, and I did, but... If they say that, it must be reasonable. You can't say, I'm going to go rob a bank and expect consequences and then expect them to do it. No. But they say they're going to do something within reason, like go make eggs. Trust me, they're going to make those eggs. And we're not going to stop because of our determination. We are one of the most determined people with Aspies are, at least. And we're not going to stop until the task is done, no matter what it is. We say we're going to do something and want to do something. We want to go on America's Got Talent? We're going to do it. If we want to go find love, we're going to do it. We're going to do whatever we say if it's in within reason. And But we won't just promise you. We'll guarantee you it will happen. And no matter what, nothing will stop us. And there's no history for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance or extras. So we can move on to the next movie, which is Deadpool. Deadpool, or by his alias, Wade Wilson, is a wise-cracking mercenary with accelerated healing but suffers from severe scarring. He is autistic because he suffers from severe scarring, yet has the best day of his life every day. That's me too because I suffer from scars, like mental scars, but I technically have the best day of my life every day, and it will never bring me down. I get to live each day like it is the best day of my life, and I am doing what I enjoy to do. That's spread mental health acceptance for all of you listeners and to help anyone who is having a difficult time with their autism or a difficult time with what society calls a disability I get to explain why it's an ability. And to me, that's a great day and, a, and living the best day of my life. So I can't really complain to anyone. Our next character is Vanessa. She's an escort and Deadpool's fiance. She's described as a damsel in distress. She understands him and his job. This can be autism because we are looking for our own Vanessas, as we call it. We want someone in a relationship who just understands me and how I roll 99.9% .9 because no one's going to understand me 100% but myself. No one will, but 99.9%? Yeah, there's a lot of people that understand me like that. And I'm trying to hope one day I'll find someone who I'll meet someone. And I'll find that find that Mrs. Mitchell hopefully one day as well. And we'll become the greatest couple alive. Instead of the greatest show on earth, it'll be the greatest couple on earth, yo. The next character for Deadpool is Weasel. He is Wilson's best friend. He is also an informer, broker, and arms dealer for Deadpool. This is autism because we might need help doing something in life. It is like I said in my speech in Blue Collar Autistic Worker. 
Let us use our resources, but hold us to the same standards. In life, we're going to need help, but yes, we're going to be treated like everybody else. Hold us to the same standards. Demand the same respect. Demand everything the same as you do your other employees and your fellow co-workers. Hold us right. The next character is Negasonic Teenage Warhead, a teenage X-Men trainee who has the powers to generate explosions with her body. She can be seen with autism because Aspies can explode when it comes to their anger. And you have to do what's best for you in that situation. Sometimes they cannot help it if it is a meltdown. And C-107, Meltdown Autistic Styles, for more information. But it can be. Meltdowns is different from a tantrum. Yeah, we have tantrums like every other kid. But yes, we also have meltdowns. And we can't help it when we're so angry because of a sensory issue that we can't help processing. So... I don't think you should get mad at us. I rather think you should be compassionate and show some empathy towards us. Even though we lack it, we would rather be shown with some empathy than shown with anger and making your blood turn red for something we can't help. Our next character is Colossus. He is a Russian mutant and a member of X-Men. He is able to be metallic and he is the strongest on the team. Colossus is seen as silent and virtuous. He can be autism because I think most people on the spectrum try to live virtuous. It is not always the case for multiple reasons. But even though in society may not like us, we do want to live, but it may not be the way society wants us to. You know, society, I think, puts that pressure on us that we have to live a certain way. Well, I'm, I'm afraid to society, that's a too bad because we're living the way we choose. And then our next character is a Jack, or in his alias, Francis Fanny. The one that basically created Deadpool, he feels no pain and enhances. At Jack's can be seen with autism because I feel no more mental pain. I've had enough of it. However, what I did not see back then was all those derogatory exclusions and bullying was actually a gift. A gift of hope for the future. As now I am at my breaking point and no longer care. I am matured and grown into a better person. And I know these cons will stick with me forever, but I can't leave them because as Rango once said, no man can walk out in his own story. Now in the history of Deadpool is after Vanessa accepts Wade's proposal, he gets diagnosed with terminal cancer. And makes the choice to leave without letting his fiance know. The reason was Wade did not want to see him die and feel awful. While exiting, he meets a mysterious approach from an experimental cancer cure treatment. He accepts the invite and is taken by a Jax, but it turns out to be a fake and it's actually a torture place. After Deadpool makes fun of a Jax, he is put in a trap that eventually cures cancer, but leaves him with the permanent burns and scars. This also goes back to me with autism because while I'm in a better place, I still carry those burns with honor. I still suffer from the scars because while wounds might heal, scars and burns never do. I still think what am I doing some days because I know I get to share my experience, but I question what some days. Are some of these ex experiences worth sharing? Not because of you, but because I know that some of them aren't worth because no one will still understand them. But I do know I make a difference because of the response to my podcast and thank you all again. You don't understand how much your gratitude is appreciated from me. Now, the extras for Deadpool are the Hyberic Chamber. The chamber where Deadpool was tracked, this type of chamber can compress gas supply and can raise internal air pressure. This is autism because the pressure in the air is once I talked about C-120, just spraying our wings, more information. It's also because I melt down internally and I did externally when I was younger, but not anymore. Because when a person has a meltdown in Walmart, please listen to them. I can't just tell you that much anymore. They're trying to tell you something. It's hard to explain for them, and they can't say or hear it. They can't go back to their senses sometimes. You need to listen to them as much as you can. The final extra for Deadpool is the Helicarrier. It is a fictional flying aircraft carrier that is used for crucial operations. This can be autism because also in the plane episode, I said some do not fly because they get overstimulated. 
While I do understand that because I am a tad hesitant on flying, and I do understand why, we have to fly sometimes because I think flight attendants don't understand that they need to do a better job to accommodate special needs. But parents, I think you have a part too. The flight attendants and parents need to combine their powers and work together to help this little boy or girl understand that you get overstimulating the plane, it's trapped, you're confined. You need to help them to understand that you need to sit down and ride politely. You gotta let them do some stuff. You gotta let them get away with some rules, unfortunately. And if you can't do that, then they're not gonna get on the plane willingly. But I know you gotta give expectations as well. You gotta find that balance of rules and laid back. I mean, you gotta find it. Otherwise, it's gonna be a disastrous plane ride. Now, folks, we'll be right back. But for now, we gotta hear about JDS Creative Academy. So, hit it! JDS Creative Academy is a nonprofit organization that provides advanced visual and performing arts classes. This is a great place for someone with a creative mind. They serve over 700 people annually. You can also become a part of the experience as well, as volunteers are always welcome. Autism Rocks and Rolls most certainly applauds JDS Creative Academy as it encourages education for foster, trauma, and autistic individuals. Visit today for a one-of-a-kind experience at 28609 Diaz Road, Temecula, California, 92590, or give them a call at 951-296-6715. All right, folks, and we're back, and yes, if you got a creative mind, you'll be a definitely one of a creative genius there. So our next movie will be Deadpool 2, and the first new character we have is Cable. He is a time-traveling robotic soldier, and is quite, as the directors say, the opposite of Deadpool. The directors also describe Deadpool and Cable, classic body cop fare. This can be autism because we can tap into someone else's personality. Believe it or not, we have the charm, as I call it, and the talent of adapting to someone's personality. We can get along with anyone pretty much if we're the right person, and we can turn on the charm and basically charm our way into your relationship or friendship and meet a lot of good people and different people as well with different talents and different abilities and many things that... I can learn from others. The next character is Domino. He is a member of Deadpool's team who has the power to manipulate luck. She's described by the directors as an interesting, fun take. This can be autism because I think we get lucky sometimes with what we do because of people's sympathy. And while it's kind of a nice luxury element, it is sad because like I say in my mission, there's no need for pity. But the director's statement be another way of autism because we are an interesting human. So we might go down a different track, but we are fun. We have our own creative ways of the word fun. Fun to us means that enjoying yourself and doing it no matter what it is. Whether it be looking at a sunset, swimming, going to an amusement park, or doing something we love. We have our own definitions of fun. Fun to us can be many things. Fun can be at our happy place. I mean, we got definitely different ways of having fun. If you come into our world, we'll show you how we have fun. Let me tell you that much. The next character is Firefister by his alias Russell Collins, a young mutant who is being haunted by Cable. This can be autism because we feel like we are the prey most of the time. We are getting poked at, but we've had enough. We become the predator, and the hunted becomes the hunter. You know, I had the mission with this. I hunt the weak, but not to kill them and not to hurt them. I hunt the weak to make them stronger, to make them more bold, to make them more brave, to make them more confident, to help them out become a better person than they once were before they met me and I get to help them, and that's the best medicine of all. The final character for Deadpool 2 is Juggernaut, the main antagonist in the movie. He is strong and is described as an irresistible force. This can be autism because it reminds me of the WrestleMania 3 quote by Gorilla Monsoon. The irresistible force meets the immovable object. That is me. I was trying to be an irresistible force, and it took 16 years to get there to a good mindset. But I'm there now mentally. I was once offered mentally to be the immovable object. 
but I kindly declined because I chose to be an underdog and stand up for those who are not or who are trying to be an irresistible force like me and who can be challenged but fight through it and become the cape man that they were and wear the irresistible force on their shirt. There are no history for Deadpool 2, but there are there is an extra, and that is the X-Mansion, the common name where X-Men and Deadpool reside and use it for research. This is definitely autism because of the secret. The secret is the research. Never judge someone on the outside because the inside might look completely different. Everyone has secrets. If you watch Jerry Springer's show Baggage, yeah, everyone's got secrets. I think everyone oh go on Baggage because there'd be a lot of revealing secrets that we would never know about anyone else. Let's put it that way. Now for the next movie or the fifth movie, it is Venom. And our first character is himself, Venom, or by his alias, Eddie Brock. He is an aspiring journalist who becomes a symbiote host. The director describes him as an anti-hero. This can be obvious because we are anti-heroes as well. In the movie Venom, he did whatever it took to accomplish his goal, and I will as well. I do whatever it takes to accomplish my goal. I do whatever it takes. And yes, I have to sing it. Whatever it takes. Because I feel the adrenaline in my vein. I do whatever it takes. All right, but anyway, that's what I do. I do whatever it takes to get there. I like the adrenaline in the vein. I like to do whatever it takes to show everyone that I can do it. And do it quicker and more faster. And do it whatever it takes. I don't quit. I'm not a quitter that easily. I might quit on simple stuff. But I don't quit on when it comes to showing you wrong. The next character is Anne Wayne, a district attorney and Eddie's ex-fiance. She was an Easter egg. We are as well Easter eggs. Society sees us being the Easter eggs with no candy. But I don't tell society you're wrong. We are the Easter eggs. If you open the egg with us, you're going to be filled with lots of candy and Rolos and Hershey Kisses. All the good candy that you're filled with. So if you go on Easter egg hunting, make sure you find us because we'll be great Easter egg hunters, A. Eh? But also, if you find us... Ever, we're Easter eggs, and if you open us up, we'll welcome you with open arms and give you all the candy you need. Our next character is Riot, or by his alias, Carlton Drake. He's a genius innovator and the leader of experimenting on symbiotes. He is seen as a moral ambiguity. This means confusion what is right or wrong. This can be us because we sometimes cannot make the right choices and we get mixed up with our morals. Like I said earlier, we get confused. It's the wrong decisions for the right reasons. But sometimes we also get mixed up with our morals. Like, we don't understand how to live. We live our way. We choose to live how we want. And the way we live sometimes affect our decisions. And I don't mean like bad decisions, but like mistakefully decisions where it's just like one mistake and, oh, we learn from it move on. But I hope one day we can avoid those mistakes. And I'm not expecting anyone to be perfect. No, that's not my goal. But understand what society kind of wants. I mean... I think we should at least try to give society a little bit of what they want. But let's not overabundance them with what they want all the time. I think we should be ourselves and try to be ourselves, but living also in society with our correct morals. The final character for Venom is Dan Lewis. He is Annie's boyfriend and a doctor that wants to help Annie. This can be autism because who may have done someone wrong or us, but we choose to forgive and move on because we would rather be helped instead of holding a grudge against them. I'm not a forgiving person. I mean, I ha I give second chances, like two strikes, you're out ordeal. But I do forgive people sometimes. I mean, if you change, you change. I mean, I believe in people can change. I think people have always changed. It's Others have changed. So, yes, people change for the better sometimes. I mean, they make change for the worse. But, yes, I'll give you a chance. If you learn from your mistake and change, I'm not going to come back and bite you in the butt and say bye-bye. No, I'm just going to be like, okay, you made a mistake. Let's do this, and we'll move on, and let's live a good life and become friends again. 
So I'll always forgive, always try to forgive people a second time and give them the second chances. I mean, after that, they wasted their chances, but it's time after the first chance. Yeah, they need a second chance to prove you wrong. That's just my personal opinion. Now, the history of Venom is Eddie is a journalist who loses his job and a fiance. A scientist decides to turn on him or Ryan and gets Eddie's help. And he gets caught in the lab and Eddie sees and sets a homeless friend free. And she transfers the symbiote to him. And that is when he becomes Venom. This story can resemble autism because we're so loyal that sometimes we will make our own wrong choices due to the loyalty. You know, I'm a loyal person to certain people. And sometimes I might get involved with some bad stuff because of them. I'm loyal to people. I'm a loyal person to my family. I can't do it. It's bad and I know I gotta go to the family because I know their family and I can't turn my back on them. If it's a friend, I can't turn my back on them sometimes. So I know that. But I'm so loyal that it's so hard to leave the pack and start fresh. So... I would say be careful and don't get into trouble and you have to do leave as hard as it will be. Do all the stuff you can afterwards to th not think about it. But in the moment, leave and don't turn back. The one extra from Venom is Life Foundation. It is a fictional survivalist group and does human experimentation. This can be autism because I wonder if society is using me as a human experiment. If you ever heard the song Legacy by Eminem, he says, Why am I so differently wired? Am I a Martian? And there's a rap episode that you can do in C-138, Busting a Rhyme for More Information. That's the lyrics remind that. I'm one if I'm a Martian sometimes. If I came from planet Earth. Or if I'm actually just really from Jupiter or Mars. I mean, I'm a different human. I think differently. I got e the E.T. brain, as they call it. So I'm wondering, am I really human? Or am I just a human experimentation that's just wandering around Earth and just having spare time on here. And now we're going to move on to the Marvel series and the first movie in the Marvel chronological order, and that'll be Captain America, the first Avenger. So our first guy or our character is the main hero, Captain America, or by his aliases, Steve Rogers. He's a frail young man who gets enhanced by natural abilities. And all this goes back to the autism underdog story because I am an underdog and I love it so much that I get to stand up for others, and I do not regret it at all. The next character is Red Skull, or by his alias, Jonathan Schmidt. Adolf Hitler's fictional head-advanced weaponry of the terrorist Hydra who owned the plan of world domination. Like can sadly, people on the spectrum can be terrorists. And I don't mean, like, go destroy buildings. What I mean is annoying. Sometimes we are annoying and just don't realize it. So I feel like if we are, just tell us. I mean, we'd rather be told instead of hated on. We'd rather be told that you're annoying us and the truth than running away from us. I'd rather just tell us that we are so we can be happier and understand that, okay, we're not need to do it again because I think anyone has annoyed someone at least one time. So just tell us like you would anyone else. There's really no other way to help us but that. Our next character is Peggy Carter, Captain America's first love interest. She is stubborn and a frustrated woman about how she's being treated in that time era. And she is also a fighting woman. One of the talents is her underestimation. And she thrives on it. Like her, I also thrive on underestimation. Because, go ahead. Haters and motivators. I don't care. I take it a 180 because, you know, I kind of like you guys underestimating me. Because I get to have more motivation. And prove that I'm so much more worthy to society. That society is in the wrong place. And if you're on Team Society, I can prove to you to convert to Team Sam. The final character for Captain America, the first Avenger, is Howard Stark, father of another Marvel character who worked on projects dating back to the World War II era. This is autism because of our employment skills. On C-135, you start Monday for more information. 
but we can work. We can work on the, those projects, and I guarantee you, those projects would have been done before Howard Stark did them, and even in death, we would do it, regardless. So I'm telling you, hire people on the spectrum. It's definitely a worthy shot to do it. You won't regret it, and I guarantee you that you'll have the best employee of the century. Now, the history for Captain America is Rogers tried to enlist in the military once, but got rejected and tried again and got approved. But he still was the weak link, but they decided to help him out. This can be obvious because this is what everyone wants on the spectrum. Wants someone just to take us in and become what I call a second part of the mixture. Because we have one part, and that's great, but sometimes we're lonely, and we need a second part. So if you can be our second part, please do, and thank you very much. And we'll so appreciate that because we need it, and trust me, we do. Now, some of the extras for Captain America, the first Avenger, is the first one is the Cosmic Cube or the Space Zone, or in fancy terms, the Tesseract. It's a cube that's also one of the six Infinity Stones as a Space Stone if you smash it, and it is a powerful object. In the movie, it got lost at sea after Captain America. It can, this can be autism, because not really autism, but it's more my ADHD, because in my speech, the odd ways, I said I cannot relax. I'm full ADHD mode. I think I draw energy from the Tesseract 24-7. And because the powers have unlimited energy, I also have unlimited energy. I never, I don't sleep well sometimes because I'm not ready. You know, I'm not ready to go to bed yet. I like to go to bed on my terms when I can sleep, when I get a good night rest. No matter what time it is, day, afternoon, evening, night, I go to sleep when I can sleep because I don't even sleep, I think, sometimes. I'm still drawing the energy when I'm sleeping for the next day. So I'm always drawing energy, and I want to keep drawing energy. And parents understand they cannot help it if they got ADHD. It can affect children when they do homework. Focus. I mean, it's hard, but it's a hard task to complete. So understand that ADHD, attention deficient hyper disorder, is real. They can't help it sometimes when they need to focus and be an energy ball. So please let them kind of run around outside and be the best energy ball they can be so that eventually they'll calm down and they will be all right for you. The next big extra is a super soldier experiment or Project Rebirth, a collaborative experiment with the U.S., British, and German scientists to create a new breed of super soldiers. You become stronger after you're in its chamber for a while. This can be autism because that is what I'm doing now. Since I have the confidence now, I am trying to learn how to socialize. While that go, everyone, I did not have the confidence to socialize, but I do now, and I'm trying to go in the super soldier experiment to learn how to socialize, to become more muscles, to grow on the socializing, to grow with conversational skills to grow, not letting the communication bother me. I'm trying to grow one day at a time with conversations. And I think each day it gets a little better, but I don't think it'll be fully better. It will always be a, either an F day from a B minus day. It's never going to be an A day. The next extra is reverse engineering. It is a process where one tries to do a task without any knowledge of the material. Oh, this is definitely classic autism because I always had to reverse engineer. I don't understand stuff, and I have to go into it and reverse engineer and try to teach it myself. Because sometimes the way people teach me, not the way I understand it, or you're too fast. And if you can't help it, then I have to teach myself. And my self-teaching sometimes is the best way to teach because no one understands how I operate but myself. And that shows my point. The last one is S.H.I.E.L.D., or Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. A Marvel company that helps with the heroes. This shows autism even more because it proves my point that everyone needs help or need, everyone needs help because even superheroes need it or they have to have it as well sometimes. Everyone needs help in life. So don't run away from it. 
force it on upon yourself to embrace the help that you need and deserve. Now that's it for Captain America, and now we need to move on to Captain Marvel. So our first character is Captain Marvel, or Carl Danvers, or Veers. She is an ex-U.S. Air Force pilot who got superpowers after exposure to the Tesseract. She is a believer in truth and justice. She is also a fire, but also quick-tempered and aggressive. In the movie, she was confused which side she was fighting for. This is autism or an ass because we confuse not what is right and wrong also, but who is right and wrong. Sometimes people lie and tell the truth. I mean, sometimes we don't trust them and sometimes we do. I mean, each person's different, but we don't know whether to trust you or you're telling the truth to us. We don't know. So we always have to be on edge, and that's an edge that I hope to get away one day, but I don't think I ever will until I go again six feet under. That edge is always going to stick with me of someone trusting me or stabbing me in the back at 100%. Our next character is the famous Nick Fury, the future director of S.H.I.E.L.D., but at this time in the movie, he was a low-level government sector. In the movie, he learns that there are others with superpowers and has a vision. People on the spectrum have those too, and many visions. We have ideas and thoughts that are restricted, and no one wants to hear. But listen to us. These might be great inventions and ideas. You never know if you open your ears, so please do that. Our next character will be the Skrulls, the Kree's enemy, and in the movie... Everyone thought they were bad, but they were actually good and just wanted to find a home that was peaceful for them. This resembles autism because society thinks autism is bad and we are the villains, but we are secretly the heroes of America. We're all proud to be American. We're the classic man. We're happy. We're sad. We have all the heroes feel. We're confident, proud, brave, all the stuff. We're not afraid to stand on the podium and represent America and sing the Star Spangled Banner, which I will do a little bit right now. So, oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. But anyway, we're not afraid to do that. We're not afraid to be the all-American heroes and show that we are heroic and how we can be. Our characters will be the Kree, the Skrulls' enemies, and we learn that they lie and all members of Kree are actually evil. The Kree reminds me of society because Kree and society have something in common. They pick on the weak. I know that society still has long ways to go to accept an ability, and it may be a continuous fight. I may not be able to live the day that I see they accept finally, but I'll keep coming back because, as Enzo Mori once said, he came back after beating, after beating, after beating. He kept getting up. Hey, you can do that to society. You can get me down, get me down, get me down, and get me down 24-7, but I'm going to keep coming back, so you can keep. I'm in the time loop of time. I'll keep coming back and saying, Demore. I'm here to bargain with you. I'll keep doing that, and I will not mind doing coming back and coming back until you are finally tired of wasting your time and fighting with me. The final care is Maria Rambu, Captain Marvel's oldest friend before she went with Kree. She is resilient and solves problems on own. She resembles autism because we do need help, or else not afraid to be resilient. You know, I don't want to call a friend immediately. I'm going to try myself. I want to try my own and learn my way before I call the friend because I can't quit immediately. I must do it first, and then I will come and get the help that I truly deserve and need to complete a task or an assignment that was given to me. Now, the history of Captain Marvel is after a plane crash, she sees the Kree and saves them from getting the Tesseract by exposing herself to the powers. However, when she does, she gets the powers, but she unfortunately loses her memory, and Kree takes advantage of that and takes her with them. This connects to autism because we may not be able to expose ourselves to simple powers like laundry, driving, or cooking. I mean, they're so basic, but they're so hard at the same time. So we may not be able to have those powers, and we may have to improvise and substituting those powers for something else, or help at least for them. Now we got the extras for Captain Marvel. So our first extra is 
Supreme Intelligence, a fictional comic book character, and Supreme Intelligence takes physical form of who the individual respects the most. Supreme Intelligence can relate to autism because may we have that one person who we can explain a situation to. I don't like to explain anything to my mother and father. I'll explain it to someone else, you know. I'm going to explain to someone who doesn't think like me and or isn't a clone of me. No offense, family or mom and dad. I want someone else's advice sometimes or a new way of thinking, as I like to call it. And our next extra is Project Pegasus, a joint project with S.H.I.E.L.D., NASA, and U.S. Air Force to study the Tesseract. It got activated by another intelligence agency. Like Project Pegasus got reactivated, Aspies sometimes need to be reactivated because we get overwhelmed and we just need to be reactivated and divide and turn off the switch of anxiety and switch it to calm, but it just slowly switches. So you got to be patient with that, parents and people on the spectrum as well. Now, the ninth movie in the series of the next movie is Iron Man. So our first character is Iron Man, or Tony Stark. He's an industrial genius innovator and is the CEO of his own company, and he is described as a likable butthole. Often those on the spectrum are so smart and bright and focused on what we love, so we be could become CEOs. And actually, believe it or not, many CEOs are probably on the spectrum because that's all they cared about. And our next character is Virginia Potts, Iron Man's personal assistant and developed love interest. She is the most grounded character in the MCU. This describes autism is one of our traits is the most grounded, and we believe what we want to believe. And like I said earlier, we lock down our opinion. It ain't going to change. Then we have Harold Happy Hogan, Iron Man's bodyguard and close friend to Iron Man. He is Iron Man's closest worker. Some of the autism wants somebody like Happy. We want someone at work who we can go to for advice and help because we just don't want someone for life. We want someone for work. We want to go to a Boston coworker and talk to them and explain what's going on with work or just life. That's another source I think we should have and deserve to have, I think. And our next one is Obita Stain, Iron Man's second in command and closest friend and mentor who turned on him to take over the company. This is not for autism. This one's for everybody because I've said it many times, but I need to say it again and see 144 UDC, not all heroes wear case, more information, but power can control you. And it had with me, and I want you guys to feel that same way I did once upon a time. Now, the history of Iron Man is Tony Stark, who is an industrial millionaire, gets ambushed with a missile, and he is kidnapped by a terrorist group called the Ten Rings. Gissen, who is a fellow captive, implants an electromagnet to keep him alive. Gissen offers his freedom if he builds them a Jericho missile, both Iron Man and the fellow captive will be free. They both agree, but they know he's lying. That's how they decide to build a suit of armor, and the captive sacrifices himself for Stark. And after Stark's escapes, Iron Man was born. And this can be autism because of our sixth sense. He knew about the line. We probably know about the line, too, based on the language we can tell. We don't do receptive language, but we can do with your language, and we see the language that we know based on you. And believe me, when we're no relying, we you know we're lying. I hate liars, so yeah, he is definitely autistic autism because I can tell with the sixth sense he would be too. I just feel like I am man. I just look at you like really? You really think you can give us our freedom? Really? What an idiot. Now the extras for Iron Man's the first one is called the Arc Reactor. It is designed by Howard Stark and it was originally designed to replicate the Tesseract energy but Tony Stark used it for a suit. This connects to autism because we may change our thoughts. While I said earlier we stick with our opinions we do have the capability to change our mind and be persuaded if it makes sense to us sometimes on the spectrum. We don't like to bend, but let me tell you, we do have to sometimes. And as it's hard, it's usually my way of the highway and see 103, my way of the highway for more information. But sometimes, yeah, we do have to bend. And sometimes the arc reactor does shoot and it does, it's hard, but it's maybe for the better. 
And then the next thing is the coup. The seizure and removal of a government and its powers. This is autism because I once did have my power taken from me by others. I let citizens people push me and made my decisions. But I am done with that. I am no longer feeling like that. I feel like I lived in a mental dictatorship. We got dictators alive and they boss you around and tell you what to do and you don't do it, you're, you're dead. I felt that way. I, didn't, I felt like it was a mental dictatorship to where I didn't do what I was told, I was done. I was too loyal and I broke down. And I didn't want to feel like that anymore. So I had to get out of the mental dictatorship and escape my own mind country, which is now called Brainiac. So I think that's why it was called uh, Brainiac was because the leader was a Brainiac. But that's why. I had to leave Brainiac, so... I'm happy where I am now, and I'm never going back to Brainiac. Now, the 10th movie is Iron Man 2. Our first character is War Machine, Iron Man's closest friend who works with his War Machine armor. He had to wear armor 24-7. Society sometimes just doesn't understand, but remember, be you always and wear your armor with pride and passion. And we also have Whiplash, a Russian physicist, an ex-convict who builds a pair of arc reactors to exact vengeance for killing his family. Or, the, or on the Stark family, at least. He does not, not resemble autism, but his name does. I think we get whiplash when we multitask. And when we do, we have to get ourselves situated. And then we have to say, good to be back. And get ourselves back on track. And then our final character from Iron Man 2 is Justin Hammer. A business rival of Stark after seeing Vanko's talents. He bails him out of jail and teams Vanko until Vanko turns on him. Hammer resembles autism because he saw an opportunity, and Hammer capitalized on, on that opportunity. We also capitalize on opportunities when they come, and we never turn back. We'll, when we see an opportunity, boy, we're getting it. We'll be the first in line to grab that opportunity before you do, and if not, then we'll take it. We'll still take it. We'll find a way to get that opportunity from you. We'll, we'll, we will be swiping or swiping from you. Just trust us on that. Now, the extra for Iron Man 2 is Jarvis, or just stands for just a rather very intelligent system. It is an artificial intelligence created by Tony Stark. He controls his suits, or the Jarvis does. And this is autism because someone on a spectrum like Jarvis can be controlling, and a control freak cannot see that they are. I used to be a control freak. I used to be a pretty bossy guy. And I, unfortunately, I didn't see it, but I now do, and I am so sorry to my cousin and anyone who I bossed around. They can make control of it because we want our things to go our way, the right way, the way we think it should be. But we understand that we can't be control freaks. We, you're not the president of the United States. You can't control America. You're not the person who controls life. You control yourself and worry about you. Yeah, it's great to worry about others, but you gotta worry about yourself first and your health. So always remember, only you can hold the power to control yourself no one will be able to control everyone then the 11th movie now is the incredible hulk and the first character is hulk or bruce banner he is a nuclear chemist who turns into a monster anytime his heartbeat is over 200 beats per minute or experiences anger i mentioned it once in my blog being a monster because i am a monster but it's the fun lovey type of monster i am the giant who is not like big literally or physically but big metaphorically when it comes to being a mental health advocate and trying to help anyone else that needs it. And our next character is Betty Ross. She's a cellular biologist who had to separate from Hulk due to his condition. A separation is hard for anyone, but it's hard for someone on the spectrum, not only because we feel the typical feelings like the sadness and the sorrow, but because of the change. I mean, we just changed from being a duo to a solo, and now we're back to being on square one. And that's a weird feeling to feel. It's the change that scares us, really, with relationships as well after a divorce or a breakup. And it's scary. It's a really big, scary change. I mean, I don't know how to feel about it yet. I don't even had a breakup. So they put it that way, too. 
<laughs> the next one is Samuel Stearns, a gifted biologist who tries to cure Hulk but cannot. This is autism because someone might want to help us. They really do. But those who want to, sometimes, guys, I'm going to be honest, you can't. We have to get through this by ourselves sometimes and let us get through the problem sometimes by our own. Then we have Leonard Sampson, psychiatrist who was Betty's boyfriend. He is known to have two personalities. This is definitely autism because we do have multiple personalities, but we have to act different ways in certain situations. And let me tell you, I hate it. I hate having to behave where I have to watch what I say and all that jazz because I'm told be you, but yet I can't be you when you want me to act a certain way in a certain situation. There's no way. We act ourselves 24-7 or we don't. It's that simple. And then the next one is Thaddeus Rose or Thunderbolt. Betty's father, he does not like Hulk. He wants to kill Hulk. This is autism because we are misunderstood and people say we are freaks. We're freaks We don't because we don't know how to converse, how to operate, don't understand life itself. But in reality, we are gentle souls. There is a soft side to us. You just have to pull it out from us and hatch out the egg. And then we have Abomination, or by his aliases, Emil Blonsky, the main supervillain in the movie. He is a Russian-born officer in the United Kingdom who wants Hulk superpowers, who gets ejected with many injections, and it turns to Abomination, who is more actually powerful than And this can actually go back to, again, the power can control you even more. It did with Abomination. What other proof do you need? And there are no extras for Hulk, so let's move on to the next movie, which is Thor. The first character is Thor. He is the crown prince of Asgard based on North mythology. He is also the god of thunder. And this can be autism because of thunder striking us. Sometimes in our head, we do have lightning and thunder strike us because we get nervous, anxious, have a variety of other feelings that when the lightning comes down, we get struck and it just shakes us pretty bad. Like, all that sort of feeling, and we're just uh, feel like I got shook by lightning and just stroked by it. And then our next one is Jane Foster. She's a scientist and Thor's love interest. She discovers him after his banishment from Earth. She ignores others and trusts him and sees the ideas of Thor. It reminds me of when people think that I am not listening, but I am. I silently perceive things. I don't have to have eyes to hear you. I can hear you. I may, may not look at you because I listen better when I look down or do other things, but I'm not ignoring you. I hear everything you're saying. I don't have to see in order to hear you and follow the steps. I can, all you need is your ears and we can open our ears and still look down at the floor. There's no problem with that, people. Then we have Loki, the villain and Thor's adopted brother. As the MCU goes on, he does turn good, but he's also the god of mischief. This resembles autism because we can be mischievous and have fun, but sometimes our way of fun and mischief is really inappropriate. We really do, though, try not to be. Our ways of fun is different than your ways of fun. Like, I get devious praise. Like, I want to go throw water on my mother. And I know I can't do that because that's inappropriate. And she'll get mad and she'll be all soaked. And I kind of feel a little remorseful about it, but not really. But anyway, I can't do that. I can't do that to my aunts, uncles, cousins. I can't do that to my old grandpa. I mean, I can't do that. I mean, I want to really bad, granted. But I can't because it's not appropriate, A, B, it just ruins clothes, so there's no point of it. The next character is Sif. She is an Asgardian female warrior and a trusted ally, and because she is Thor's childhood friend as well. And this connects to autism because we know that friendships take time, and I hate that. To me, in my speech, I said, well, back called The Last Alliance, I'd be like, boom, friend, now. But I guess what I've learned is we have to, I call, fill the steps. And I need to build the steps fast, like, like, like that, maybe a little faster when they go. 
but I can't operate like that. I have to go faster because that's my way of coping with the fact that it takes time and it just stinks because I want to know immediately have we made the bond or are we just strangers? Then the next one is Fanroll, a member of Thor's team. He is depicted as the dashing warrior and a charming man. He kind of represents though everything I do not represent. I try to help and never be him. I accept you whether you look like him or not. I don't care how you look. If you look have green skin, that's even cool may I add, but I still accept you. I don't care how you act. As long as you act nice and treat me with respect, you'll be good to go. Looks don't matter to me, and they never will. Now, our next one is Hogan, another member of Thor's team. He is considered the Grim Warrior from Asgard. He connects with autism because he is grim and grouchy. I can come across as gruff sometimes and blunt and honest and far, like gruff person and just like a strong, determined person with his beliefs and defensive, but I'm still trying to be my own Marvel character by being a superhero, by helping one man and woman at a time. So, yes, if you see me gruff, Let's look beyond that. Look what I'm doing right now. I'm making a podcast episode on how to help your mental health and comparing Marvel. I'm still the big geeky kid who likes Marvel. Marvel. And gruff people wouldn't love that. So yes, I may am gruff, but I'm still a geeky kid inside my heart. And then we also have Odin, the king of Asgard and Thor and Loki's adoptive father. He still loved Loki even though he mistreated him. And this means I must pay tribute to a family member of my own, my father as well. And scene 113, father and son chat for more information. But he is awesome. And one of the biggest hard workers I have ever met. And we also have Frigga, the queen of Asgard and Odin's wife. And she is shown by being a caring mother, which means now I got a patriot to the other parental figure of mine, my mother. And C 105, meet my mother for more information on that. But she's a kind heart person and she has expectations. But let me tell you, with teaching and caring for special needs... Her heart's in the right place, I'll tell you that. The next character is Darcy Lewis, a political science and James Foster intern. She is doing this for a college credit because this is what she wants to do. This is me. I might get to do an internship, and I am. I figured that out yesterday. Do something I want to do in the future. I want to do this more often in the future, and I'm getting an internship for that, and I'm so grateful for it. So thank you, Skip, and I appreciate it. Every day I'm going to give you the best I got. And then the next is Heimendal, the all-seeing and hearing gatekeeper of Asgard and the sole protector of the bridge. This can resemble autism because we can be a sole protector of something, and like him, we will watch for invaders. I am a sole protector of family and my friends and this, and I watch for invaders. You know, there are invaders around my podcast trying to talk about my podcast, badmouth it, and I watch for those invaders because I am scared that it will go down. But with my eyes, I am definitely watching for invaders, so... I'll be on the lookout for invaders, everybody, and myself. We'll do this as a team. And the next one is Volstag, a member of Thor's team who is a chosen warrior of eating. This can be me because I love my food. And like him, I still eat a lot and I'm kind of a gut stomach here, jigga, 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 jigga. But I can still tuck my legs through and still be a motivated person. And then our last character is Laufey, Loki's biological father that he still sees but turns on him for Thor. He uses family. Now, unlike him, I will not use my family ever. However, if I am so determined that I do disagree with my parents, then Aspies need to understand that we cannot go over our parents. You know, you don't get to rule the parents. You don't get to play a pass card that says, I overrule my parents. No, parents are right. You have to go through it. And even though you disagree, you can still converse with them. But at the end of the day, if you don't agree, they're still in charge. And you got to follow it sometimes, whether you like it or not. Now, the history of Thor's... Thor's about to be acknowledged as a king, but first giants evade and they beat him, but Thor gets arrogant with his father, and for that, his father banishes him to Earth as a mortal.
but becomes Thor after retrieving his hammer. Like him, when he became arrogant with his father, we can become arrogant or come across it, but sometimes we're just staying the truth. I mean, the truth hurts sometimes, people. You gotta grow up and understand that the truth hurts, and we're just trying to tell you how it is. We don't, we don't like I say in an episode while back go, put the sugar on the cookies. We put the spiciness on the wings. Always. Because we want to save you from getting hurt later. You might as well be told now, then wait till the future to be told and get your feelings hurt later and just get it over with. Now the extras for Thor is the cask of ancient winners and Asgardian relics and the weapon that can produce icy cold Niflheim. This is autism, believe it or not, because after we take some literally, our brain gets frozen and we feel cold after we take some literally because we're just like, did we really do that? So when our brain gets frozen, to explain why it happened. Now our next movie will be the first Marvel Avengers in 2012. So the first superhero is Black Widow, or by her aliases Natasha Romanoff, a highly trained spy for S.H.I.E.L.D. trained by a terrorist group, but sees it is wrong and joins her counterterrorism agency. We have unique solutions, so parents, let us do it. Even if you see it's wrong, and it has to be reasonable, obviously, but if it's weird or unique, let us do it. There's no pain to it if it's reasonable, so... Don't be the old strict parent and won't let him do it. Let him be relaxed and chill and let him do it their way. And we also have Hawkeye, who is also known as Clint Barton. A master archer and a member of the Avengers. He does get mind control by Loki, but they saw that it was not his fault and he got back on the Avengers. This can be autism because when we do something that society is wrong, people need to understand that it's not our fault and we cannot help it sometimes. There's still repercussions, but sometimes we don't understand and it's not our fault every once in a while. You gotta look at the circumstances again. That's what it all depends on, man. It really, 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 and I mean really does. And our next one is Maria Hill, a recruiting member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. and an ally to Fury. She is also to fire, but also make sure things that are harmful will not help. In the movie, she said, There's a bird we gotta shut it down. Shut it down. I repeat, takeoff is not an option. We can be like that too and make sure harm will be prevented as much as we can see. I mean, we don't have 40 eyes and can't see everything, but as, we'll prevent as much harm as we can to you and to everybody else. Now, there are no history or nor extras, so let's move on to Thor the Dark World. Our new character we have is Malekith, the leader of the Dark Elves and the main antagonist in the movie. He led a war against the Asgardians. They thought they were destroyed, but Malekith just went to hiding and waiting for the perfect time to strike. This can be autism because we wait to strike at the right time with plans, and it is a literal calculation. We had to plan, also put the plan in the plan, and plan when we're going to do our steps of step one, step two, step three. It's not like where we can be laid back and, oh, okay, we obviously know, blah, blah, blah. No. We have to be like, okay, we're doing it this day, September 1st, 2021. We're going to do this day on September 10th. I mean, that's how we have to do it because that's our way of coping that we know that the calculation will work. And it also copes that the fact that we can't be laid back and we have to have a plan. And plans are so difficult sometimes for us because of not understanding that a plan can go wrong sometimes. And that's the way we understand is to calculate when the right time to strike. And there is no history, so we have one extra, and that is the Aether, or the Reality Stone. It is a liquid weapon that is also one of the six Infinity Stones, the Aether where it was inserted to destroy the Nine Realms. However, Jane Frost got it when it was found in its resting place. It also sucks human life and repels against physics. This can be obvious because we can be nosy and stick our noses where it doesn't belong like Jane was. This is a perfect example of how curiosity get you into trouble. Curiosity can get me in trouble. I've stuck my nose where it doesn't belong before and been nosy to where I've had to know what was everything going on with people, but I learned that I can't do that now. I had to respect people's privacy. 
and I even respect my own privacy, so I'm trying to be a little more careful with that. So I encourage parents to teach your kids what's the difference between curiosity and nosy, but also tell them that you got to respect others' privacy and explain what privacy is and how privacy is important for everyone, and them, including themselves. Now our next movie, or the 15th movie, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Our first character is Star-Lord, or as his alias is called Peter Quill, a half-human, half-alien who was abducted from Missouri as a child in 1988 by the Ravengers. He had a hard time, but now lives like an idiot, but is also happy and does have an ego. This relates after all, because after a tragic event happens or when it happens, my coping solutions will be to keep my mind occupied. Lots of times, those on the spectrum may not have empathy, and it seems like we don't care, but we do. We just don't show it, and we have our own coping mechanisms. We do have empathy. It's just hard to show because I don't know how to tell. I mean, I'm just like me, 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 but it's actually in reality me, you, me, you, me, you. I just don't show the you part. So I'm wondering, it comes across as having an ego, and it's not, everyone. I just want to know it's not having an ego. It's just having a hard time showing empathy. And when that tragic event happens, I don't have it. I'm just focusing on getting out of the tragic situation, moving far away from it as possible. Now I don't have to show empathy, A, no offense, but B, so I don't have to relive the horror multiple times over and over again and probably have to relive it again and probably just try to get it out of my mind. The next character is Gamora, an orphan alien who seeks redemption from her past crimes. This shows how society is judgeful because when you make a bad choice, people dislike you automatically. This is dumb to me. If you make one and learn the lesson, like I said earlier, you're fine. There's no judging. So stop judging. You're wasting your time on judging them. There's no point if they made a mistake. Aren't we all human? And then our next character is Rocket, a genetically engineered raccoon, mercenary, and bounty hunter. He's a little beast when he only has one friend until he meets the Guardians. This is autism because we can be raccoons. Where we hang out with the pack we choose. We choose the pack. We make our own decisions. We want to hang out with that pack only. Not with anyone else, just that pack. And that's okay, I think, sometimes to keep a pack together and tighter. And the next one is Groot. A tree-like humanoid, he does have a limited vocabulary and can only say, I am Groot, or we are Groot. But like the thing, he is also the heart of the group. This can relate to autism because Aspies either may have a limited vocabulary or maybe nonverbal. And it may be hard, but just because we have no voice does not mean we have no brain. Nonverbal people does not mean unintelligent that's just communication maybe hard to communicate with them but they still make out a brain and still be sharp they just can't talk and you can work around that everyone can work around with someone not talking everyone can it's possible people the next character is drax the destroyer a warrior who seeks vengeance for the death of his family i do not blame because an aspie would think the same way we will protect our family biological or non-biological even if you give us respect once you become a member of my family, you're in. You're not going out. I mean, there's one way in, no way out. You're stuck. So you might as well give me the respect because I will protect you, blood or non-blood. I will make sure you're safe and protect you with all my mighty heart because you're my family and I'm so grateful for you. And then we have Ronan the Accuser and the final character as well. He is the main villain of the movie. He is a Kree Zelot and a war criminal who does favors for his boss. That is us because when we are doing a job, we don't also mind don't, not, don't mind to do favors for a co-worker or even our boss. Because like I said earlier, we'll do the favors with honor and respect and put the smile on our face every time. Now the history of Guardians of the Galaxy is they all fought over an object and got sent to jail. But once they worked together, they grew each other. And it reminds me of two things. One friendship story that I must tell. So one of my friends who shot me unanimous and another friend who shot me unanimous did not get along at all. She thought he was being actually really mean to her. But believe it or not, it was actually just him being his sarcastic nature 
way, and they actually grown on each other, and now they're like best friends, believe me. They really are. But it also reminds me of the fact that we might grow on you, or if not, I may not like you, but I do respect you. You know, people grow attached to me. There are some people that have grown on me, and I may not like you. I mean, I give respect to everybody. I try to do my best to, but I may get more respect for a certain reason. You know I may not like you still, but if you do some or prove me wrong, maybe I will show you a lot more respect. You got to earn my respect. It's not given. It's earned. So that's the way I am, and I hope you all can one day earn my respect. You've all earned my respect for listening to a podcast episode, so thank you again. But I hope you earn my respect more by actually trying to do something and changing the world in not the same way I am, but in a different way. Now, we do have some extras. So our first extra is Nova Corps, a fictional police officer that arrested the Guardians. This does not show autism. It actually just makes me want to thank the police officers, and I support them fully. So thank you all, officers, for doing your job. You're definitely doing a good job of keeping our country safe or our local state safe and just getting all the bad guys. Thank you. And we also have Kylan Prison, a fictional prison where the Guardians met. This shows autism because it shows the phrase, expect the unexpected, because... They met and later became friends. It's the same for us. You never know when you're going to meet the next person or the next friend. And always remember, Aspies, try to make friends. And we also have Nowhere, a plant the Guardians go to in order to sell the Power Stone, but the museum is destroyed after the assistant attempts to set her free and Drax tells Ronan where Gamora is. This is classic autism because of the controlled chaos. And C-111, pinball action for more information, but this is controlled chaos because of everything going on. Everything's gone chaotically, but it's control. It's like minor control. It's like, this is happening. You go to exhibit A. You can go to exhibit B, maybe. I mean, it's all over the place. It's definitely chaos, but it's definitely, like, really controlled chaos. And we also have the Power Stone, another one of the six Infinity Stones. It increases the user's strength and destroys an entire civilization with one swing. And that's the opposite for Aspies, because it took me multiple swings to get our own Power Stone. I took multiple swings to get my own Power Stone and rise to the top, but I'm still swinging, and... I think I'm almost there. I'm fingertips away from getting that power stone. But I got to do one more swing. So, wah. And now I have gotten my power stone. So, definitely if you keep swinging, you'll get that power stone. Trust me. Now for the next one, which is actually the sequel for Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So, our first new character is Yondu Yudota. Star-Lord's adoptive father. After he abducted him, he was ordered to take him to his biological father. But he kept him. And despite the conflicts and arguments... They formed a son and father bond, and he gave up his life for Quill. This connects to autism because an Aspie family will have rough nights. I mean, they're going to have despites and conflicts. By the end of the day, you're still my family. Just don't quit on each other, and you get one family, so take care of each other and yourself. And we also have Nebula, Gamora's sister and a reluctant member of the Guardians. The director decided to explore their sister relationship and how it affected. This can be anyone and even maybe an Aspie, no matter what. We still are a family. No matter how dysfunctional or functional we are. If I was in the situation, I could never forgive a family if I was in a dysfunctional family or even a functional. I can never forgive my family for some of the stuff they've done. I just can't. But I always will give my family endless chances. And I encourage anyone with a dysfunctional family or a functional family to give their family endless amount of chances. Because one day, they will wake up. Having you will change them. It trusts me. One day, they'll see. And this is for anyone who's out there having in a dysfunctional relationship or just in an abusive relationship, verbal or physical. And we also have Mantis, an empathetic member of the Guardians who was the first introduced by the main antagonist. She also has empathy power. She can control our emotions by touch and feel. 
Unlike her Aspies, we have a tough time keeping our emotions in check. We act the way we feel no matter where we are. Because we don't know that we can't act a certain way in public. And as you get older, we will learn that. But for the youngins, it's hard to understand that. Okay, you have to be quiet now. We're in a restaurant. Red Lobster, Timmy. Shh. I mean, it's really hard to understand that because we should act the way we want to. You're always taught us you are an angel. You're all this. But you're telling us it's just because we can't act the way we are. We can't be the angelical guy we want to be the way we are we don't want to do that we we can't we apologize but we just we want to act the way we wish to please 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 and thank you very much we'll work on our calming down but we need to be ourselves too and we also have ego quill's biological father and the main antagonist who kill his own blood sometimes it takes a while to get to know you even own family i mean i have family members who i don't even know 100 percent still they're tough not say they're tough to get along they're just tough to communicate with sometimes but with perseverance, I hope to communicate with them one day and be able to communicate with all my family before I rest in peace, peacefully. Now, there's no history or nor extras, but there is an ad we need to hear. We're going to hear about Life Paths Counseling. So, let's get to it. Life is full of changes, and sometimes these changes can be challenging. Heather Hudson, clinical social worker and therapist, enjoys helping people navigate through these difficulties in life. In her practice, Heather offers successful ways people can cope with these seasons of life. She offers helpful and practical resources and options, as well as caring, non-judgmental, and pathetic listening. Heather believes you are the expert in your own life. In the year 2020, we all know it was a hard year with the COVID pandemic. COVID has caused grief, loss, and isolation. Heather can help with these feelings. Her other specialties are children dealing with divorce, abandonment, death of a loved one, and other losses that affect your life. Although Heather cannot offer legal advice to you, she can discuss with you what kind of legal assistance you need and what you need to know and how to contact an attorney. Contact Heather today at 812-325-4009. All right, folks, Brian, we're back. And yes, please check her out because she will boost your sadness chart and it will go down. So now we need to get back to the movies. And our next movie is Iron Man 3. So our first character is Trevor Slater, an actor who portrays the Mandarin for media attention. This shows autism because, like I said, of all the media attention the autism gets. Now, on the flip side, I said there was some. I don't think there's enough sometimes, enough media for it. I think we must, as a society, take the stigma because all the media tries to put, put it bad, some good. It needs to be all good. We need to get rid of the bad media. We need to, like, protest it and say, no more bad media, 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 and get rid of it. And put all the good media into it. And the good media will win. Our next character is Harley Kenner. A child in Tennessee who assisted Tony Stark in 2012. Following his mansion burning. This shows autism because with our friends. We do not care about age. Har Iron Man and Harley had a tremendous age difference. But yet they were still friends. And got along really well. We can have that too. Age to us is just a three letter word. Age is your number and your birth. But that doesn't make you a friend. You can't. There's no rule at state. 21 can't be friends with a two-year-old where's that in the laws i mean is it kind of odd yeah but it may be a good relationship so i think personally age just a three-letter word and it should not block you from who you want to hang out with An antagonist who uses the virus as a weapon she later turns on the villain but gets killed this is autism because when we do something wrong and we do realize it and it's too late we have to serve like everyone else there's actions for consequences even if you're on the spectrum and aspie even if you're not talking, you there are consequences for actions. You have to serve sometimes, not like jail, but you have to serve your step and take forth the punishment. I mean, you'll learn, and at least you'll never make it again. 
Life's all about worrying. So punishments aren't all bad. I mean, I know they're supposed to be, but hey, you'll learn one day and you'll never make that mistake again. So take the punishment, serve it, and then you don't have to do it again. Our next character is the Mandarin, or by his, our alias Ulrich Killen, the supervillain in the movie, a creator of an extremist virus. He started out as a sick individual who was snubbed by Iron Man, but years later he created a virus for his treatment, but then used it for greed. This is odd because when we... Do get snubbed and excluded C-118, push to the side for more information. That ain't going to stop us because we're still going to climb the mountains. No matter how many times you exclude us, we're still getting up. And we're going to climb the ladder in the mountains and take it one step. You can knock us down, but we're not falling off the ladder in the mountains. We're sticking. So I'm going to say, like Spider-Man would say, I'm going to be sticky and I'm going to get sticky. There are no history and extras, so I say we move on to the next movie, which is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. The first character is Winter Soldier, or by his alias Bucky Barnes, Roger's childhood best friend who was brainwashed after falling off the train in the Captain America the First Avenger movie. In the movie, he did come back to his old self, but he had to find a way to throw it and just think about it. And it reminds me of when an Aspie feels mentally unstable, because when we do, like I said earlier, it's hard to DTT, drop the topic, and it makes us feel awful. I mean, it, it's awful for you, just as awful as it is for me. I wish I could drop it. I wish I could, but I can't let things sink in. I can't let that boat sink. The boat has to stay up. The pontoon has to keep going. I can't stop. I cannot mentally stop. I've tried before, and it's not mentally possible for me. The topic of what it is will be solved. I promise you, and if I can't, then I will keep that problem on me, and I will keep talking about it until my time is done, but I will not let it go until it is solved, period. Good luck trying to make me stop because I've already tried. And the next character is Falcon, or, or by his alias, Sam Wilson. And he is has my name, so, haha, and I love it. He is a hero who has assisted Captain America. They both share interests in militia. This is autism because we sometimes make friends if we have the same interest. I make hit off with a friend if they were a pro wrestling fan immediately. I think it's best to watch for friends in the interest field as you are, because you'll never know. You'll definitely click with one of them. We also have Agent 13, or by her alias, Sharon Carter, Captain America's second love interest and Peggy Carter's mother. She has the job of guarding Rogers without him noticing. This may be odd because there are people everywhere that have my back because of my journey as well. But maybe there are some who I've earned respect from others that I do not know about. I bet there are some people who like me better because of this. I mean, I met people because of this, obviously, but... I bet there are people now who see, oh, this is what he did. I'm so sorry. I wish I could respect him. He's definitely earned my respect now. That's what I bet there is now. I mean, I don't know if there is, but I'm hoping there is. And we also have Alexander Pierce, the secret director of Hydra, while pretending to work with S.H.I.E.L.D. His plan is to carry assassinations on those who threaten Hydra's plans. The word pretending reminds me of how those on the spectrum pretend to be someone else because they want to fit. Okay, please don't do it. It's a waste of time and... You're just pretending, and they're going to catch up to you eventually, and people are going to see that you're pretending. So don't do it. Just be you. Now, there's no history, but there are a couple of extras. So the first extra is supercomputer. It is a computer with a higher level of performance. And this is autism because when I read this, I was using my imagination. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I could do so much with this. Because what we have, a SpongeBob would call, and every Aspie that I know has imagination to the point where we want to think, what we want to think. We have imagination where we can see the world our way. We want to think the world as being like a pirate ship sometimes. We see the world maybe as in an alternate reality where we can hop in that and just learn how the Western works, the sea works. I mean, we have different realities that 
we dream about sometimes. But we also have the mind uploading. A hypothetical process of examining the brain structure to make a replica of their mental state. This is the opposite of autism because we can change our mind every minute. I mean, we can stick with the opinions, but we can also change our mind every minute. Like, oh, no, no, this. No, this. We're going virtual. Oh, we're going back to online. Oh, we're going virtual. I mean, we just keep making these opinions. And it's hard when it's a hard decision, but we will get there. We just have to think in our own way and sometimes panic about it. We have to panic to think. Now, the next movie, which is Avengers Age of Ultron. So now we have Quicksilver or... But his alias is Petro Maxoff, one of Ultron's minions turned good who can move at super speed. This is autism because I, like I said in the other, C-144 UDC, not all heroes wear capes. That some Aspies think fast. They like to race. They don't play race. They can think race too and think really fast and beat you in a game of like cards and pool because of their thinking and turn the tide around and think of what they can do and they think fast and that's their way of relaxing. Station. Our next character is Scarlet Witch, or by her alias is Wanda Maxoff, the other Ultron minion turned good who can engage in hypnosis and telekinesis. She feels mentally insane because she knows so much and she cannot control it. This is an Aspie because having knowledge really well is exhausting because we cannot have a long conversation about it. In C-115, conversation operation for more information, but we can't have a long talk about it. We can only talk like, we can't talk about the whole day about professional wrestling or whatever our interest is. And that stinks because we could spread all of them. We could talk and talk and talk about it every, every, every moment of our life. I mean, I know people like the variety of topics, but sometimes I don't. Sometimes I want, I'm the one topic man where I can just talk about one thing and that's the only thing I want to talk about. I mean, I wish I could do that, not every day, but on occasional days, but I can't because it's not right and everyone, you'll drive everyone away. So parents, you need to teach your child that you can't talk about one topic every day you gotta show them the variety of topics they can do because believe me there are a lot of things you can talk about in society and where i'm from our next character is ultron he is a main villain in the movie and he is an artificial intelligence designed by iron man and hulk for his peacekeeping program but ultron saw that humanity controlled by surviving through overcoming crisis and he's actually right if you're an ass because i have overcame small and big crises in my life from getting diagnosed to maybe not having friends and has made me grown up. I became a better person. The, sh the bullets turn into just little bitty pellets. And they don't hurt anymore. It was a gift of honor, like I said earlier. It just felt good. The bullets now feel wonderful. And I love the fact that I did. That I took the bullets. Because now, I've grown up. I'm the best guy alive, I feel like, each day. And that's nothing to complain about as well. The final character from the Avengers Age of Ultron is Vision. An android created by Ultron, but the Avengers capture is synthetic body, and uploads Jarvis into Vision. This can help autism because I think technology sometimes helps the Aspies of America. You got iPads, you got cell phones, Xbox. I mean, they do help Aspies in this world. I don't know why, but they do. They help the Aspies because, in my, for my personal opinion, I think it gives them, like, an idea. And their imagination turns on. The wheels are turning. And it just shows what they can do. And it gives them the opportunity to show and present what ideas they have through the video games. And that is an amazing present that they get to have. Now there is one extra and it is the Mind Stone. Another one, the Six Infinity Stones, and it enhances the user's intelligence. It gives them never heard of knowledge and cr can create a new life. It does go back to the sophomore year example, but I feel like it's just basically how it represents you is three words. I grown intelligently. The next movie is Ant-Man. And the first character is Ant-Man or... As by his alias is Peter Lang, a petty criminal who shrinks his size 
but grows stronger. As I've gotten older, I'm not shrunken, but I am a stronger person. I definitely became a stronger person than I was 15 years ago today. We also have Yellow Jacket, or by his aliases, Darren Cross. The main antagonist in the movie, he overtook Pym Technologies and developed a war motion captured suit. That reminds me of me being stung before because I haven't been stung by bees. I've been stung by derogatory remarks every 24 7 of my life. I've heard them. I've heard them all. I've heard the R word at me. I've heard everything. You got to the point where you used to, but you don't care anymore. Yes, I've had the bee stings. They haven't they didn't grow into hives, but yes, they still there. There's still the little red marks on my body. The history of Amos after getting arrested in a burglary, Pim helped him out and broke him out of jail and tried to help turn Ant-Man's life around. He LAI'd, he listened and included. He saw some potential in Ant-Man. He tried to turn his life around. That could be us. If you LAI us. And that will be so grateful. If you LAI us, you're gonna turn our life around and make us the happiest person alive because that most of the population won't. But if you do, you helped me out. Thank you. And you will definitely be remembered as part of the solution, not the problem. Now, there is one extra on Ant-Man I'd like to talk about. Is that is the quantum realm. It is a realm that changes the normal order of time. This can resemble autism because of daily changes. C-106, daily changes, more information on that. But we do not like change and have our life in a routine and structured life. We have to ha have that. So if we don't, though... We'll have a freak attack, and if we don't have that routine structured, it's a freak attack, basically, and for the youngins, because it's nervous. You told us this, you lied to us, and it's nerve-wracking that we don't feel the same way we did. We didn't have the day visualized as I thought I did, so please make sure you tell us if it's changed, because we know that change comes sometimes, but you gotta tell us that. We need the routine and structure sometimes in life. Some stuff in our life has to be structured and routine so that we know what the steps are and how we could do it every day and properly. Now on to the next movie, which is Captain America's Civil War. So now our first character is Helmet Zero. He is a Slovakian turned terrorist. He seeks revenge for his family when they killed his family accidentally during the Avengers Age of Ultron battle. This can be autism in everyone because it shows everyone, including superheroes, make mistakes. They didn't mean to kill that guy's family. Everyone makes mistakes. We're all human. So if you do learn from your mistakes, you know, they probably didn't shoot another family member. They were probably more careful in the movie. So please watch out and don't kill anyone, obviously, but also be careful with your mistakes. Learn from them. Don't ever do them again. One time, get it, but twice and more. Come on. you got to learn to be careful with each other and understand that people have boundaries, too. You're not the only one who has boundaries. They got boundaries, too, with mistakes and lessons and respect. Now, the next movie is The Black Panther and my mom's favorite movie. So, our first character is Black Panther, or as he is known as T'Challa, the king of his nation who gets his powers by a heart-shaped herb. He is an anti-hero who the director says is aware of his responsibilities, but does the right for others and the less egotistical of probably all the heroes. This can resemble autism because we are rule breakers. We are aware of our responsibilities, but it gets overwhelming. Sometimes, our responsibilities do get overwhelming, and it's hard sometimes, so we will break the rules and sometimes not do them, not because we didn't want to, but because we were so overwhelmed and we just forgot, because we get overwhelmed really easily. And the next character is M'Baku, a powerful and merciless warrior who does not like T'Challa being king, and has religious views as he worships gorillas. And now since we're on the theme of gorillas, let's keep that actually, because I think Aspies can defend our flag and territory like a gorilla. We are gorillas. We don't care anyone else when we are. We're going to defend our territory and be a gorilla and go, and make sure that we are the strongest and the most ferocious animal 
in our jungle. And we also have Ramona, T'Challa's mother and the mother queen of her place. She serves as an advisor for T'Challa. This can show autism because we sometimes need advisors and help and be our voice of reason. We don't need to see like help and mentors. We need voice of reasons because sometimes we're not the best when it comes to making voice of reasons and being realistic here. But someone like family, friends can be our voice of reason. They can explain why you can't do that. And if you explain it the right way, we are so grateful for it. Believe me. And we also have Shuri, T'Challa's sister. She's an innovator for spirit and mind. She wants to take her country to a better place. This is Asti's because all we want to do is upgrade. Even though we may not look like it, we're secretly upgrading and upgrading to level 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And we'll get to level 100. And when we're dead, we just finished a video game. Then we also have Injada, or by his alias, Eric Killmonger Stevens. He is a supervillain in the movie and Chalice's cousin. He is a U.S. Navy SEAL in Black Ops. He believes that he should get the crown and he wants to avenge his father. We wear our own crowns, believe it or not. We're all kings and queens. Every Aspie is a king and queen that should be treated with respect and royalty. I mean, I'm not saying like royal, like all hail the king, all hail the king, all hail the king. No, I don't mean like that. I mean like just with respect and communication like a daily average Joe. Now, the history of Black Panther is he got his powers after his father died, and he was next in line. He wanted to make his family proud and carry his honor. Aspies always want to carry the honor of their family, no matter where they came from. I am proud of my family, but I just hope... I know my family's proud of me, but I hope my other family's proud of me. I know they say it and all, but I wonder if they really mean it. And I think they do, but I just never know sometimes. But I'm glad to say that my family is a proud family for me, and I'm proud of them, too. All of them. We only have one extra in this movie, and that is Wakanda, a secret location in Africa that makes vibranium. This can be autism because we like to have our secrets for the right reasons, too. You know, like I said earlier, not they have secrets, we have secrets, too. But some, I think, secrets are meant to be kept for the right reasons because I don't want people to know some of my secrets. If you learn about it, they'd haunt you. So I promise you, some secrets are meant to be kept. So the secrets are meant to be kept, keep them that way. You don't want to ruin your life. Now, I hope you're enjoying yourself so far. We got six more. And we're going to do that right after this ad and right after this Perfection Auto Glass ad. So let's hear it. Perfection Auto Glass is the largest independent auto glass company in the state of Indiana. Serving Bloomington, Fishers, Terre Haute, Greenwood, Anderson, and Muncie. They specialize in all aspects of auto glass repair and replacement on everything from domestic and import vehicles, RVs, heavy trucks, and equipment repairing glass, outside mirrors, windows, regulators, and motors. Perfection Autoglass has trained and certified technicians that recalibrate the camera attached to your windshield to ensure your lane departure warning and ADS safety features are working properly. Their staff has more than 100 years of combined experience and uses only uses the highest quality glass and sealants in the industry. If your windshield or windows are damaged in any way, just have them replaced it or repaired as soon as possible for the safety of you and your loved ones. They offer both in-shop and mobile services as well as same-day service. Perfection Autoglass works directly with all insurance companies and their staff is committed to the highest level of quality service and attention to details that customers have come to expect. They understand that getting your vehicle back on the road as soon as possible is important to you. You can visit them online at perfectionautoglassindiana.com to learn more about their services and for a free quote, which I think is kind of cool by the way, may I add. But anyway, please call Perfection Autoglass for any and all your autoglass needs. Alright folks, we're back, and yes, please check Perfection Autoglass out because they are perfect. Now, on to the next movie, and the sixth movie, 
before we end, which is Spider-Man Homecoming. And the first character is Spider-Man, or by his alias is Peter Parker, a 15-year-old boy who gains spider-like powers after getting bitten by a spider. I think Spider-Man's is us because Aspies can be Spider-Man with our sense of adventure. You know, Spider-Man's climbing on walls, up, down. He's climbing on the bridge. I would love to do that myself because I'm an Aspie probably, but I want an adventure. That's a new adventure that I could take and learn and see the world in different views, a 360 view. Just learn and make it my own traveling experience that no one else got to go on. And we also have Ned, Peter's best friend who's a complete gamer. He is described as the number two guy who has Peter's back. He reminds me a lot of WWE manager Paul Heyman, who was Brock Lesnar's advocate and now Roman Reigns' special counsel. Both represents because we are always number two. And for the longest time, I fought it. I didn't want to be a Paul Heyman. I wanted to be a Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. But I'm actually happy with the, being a Paul Heyman because I learned to embrace a special counsel role or an advocate role because I would do this for someone who respects me or takes the time for me. I would make them a star. I would put them over me. I'd get them the chair, get them the mic, train them. I mean, I would do anything for them to make them a star because of how they're respecting me. So I fought it, but I learned to embrace being number two. Embrace the guy who does all the sidekick work. And you know what? It's the great work because it just proves that you work the hardest out of everyone that you know. And the third character is Aunt May, Peter's aunt. She has a bubbly personality and gives her life for Peter. She can represent autism when we are doing something we love or an asking we are conversing with someone we like or respect because when we do and we feel comfortable with you, we will talk to you and respect you and like you. And it'll be a great conversation, just like an Aunt May conversation is what you call it. And we also have Liz, a senior and Spider-Man's first love interest. She's described to have a type A personality and type A personalities are extroverted, pushy, organized, testy, and worried people. I think Aspies can be a type A or a type B, which is just the opposite characteristics that type A have. But for me personally, it's both. Because this proves to go that even if two people have the same diagnosis of autism, they're still different human beings. It's just like me and Peter Lance at C-130 meet the players, Sam Mitchell and Peter Lance, more information. But we are two opposite people. We really are. But yet we get along perfectly. And he's one of my good friends and I miss him. I want to talk to him someday. But we're still opposite people, but yet we still have autism. So it's weird. No matter what your ability is, you won't have the exact same ability. The final character for Spider-Man Homecoming is Vulture, or by his alias Adrian Toms. He is the villain in the movie and Liz's father. He chose to be a villain after a creation of a certain department and runs an illegal business. His flight is equipped with wings. When I say earlier, Aspies fly. They do fly, but they better watch out for the vultures because in life, there's always going to be vultures like Adrian Thomas is in the sky trying to block you. But you got to dodge them, go under them, get away from the vultures so you don't become the prey. And if you had to, become the vulture so you can become the predator and turn the birds into vultures so that you do not, and I repeat, do not have to become the weak anymore. Now, the history of Spider-Man is I kind of already said it, but after getting bit by a radioactive spider, his life changed. This is autism because when we are shown or told the right or wrong thing, it can change our lives. We might remember something and remember that certain thing you said or that certain thing you did forever. Now, I remember my dad still with that double X story, and I still get phone rage with it. I still remember my mother saying that, you know, you got to treat him with respect, and you got to be careful. You got to not judge a book by its cover. I still remember that to this day, and that's weird. I mean, I, it's going to be different for everybody, but for me, it was that, so... Make sure you show your kids what's right and tell them what's right so that they know how to act when it comes to society and 
No one's there to tell him. Now, the one extra for this movie is the DODC, or the Department of Damage Control, an organization led by Stark Industries to clean up after the Battle of New York and the Avengers movie. This can resemble autism because some do like to clean up their room, and our rooms can be disastrous if you're an Aspie. So we do not want DODC to come in, which is our parents, but sometimes the parents have to be the DODC and teach them what I have to call a messy lesson because sometimes they got to learn to clean their rooms. I mean, they can't live in a pigsty because... It's like you live in a barn with mud all over you. So you, you got to clean up your room because you want to impress people. I mean, it impresses the ladies and impresses the men. I mean, it shows them that you're a classy person. And I think you want to be labeled as a classy person, not as a slob. So you got to be careful with that and with your manners too, because it does happen sometimes with Aspies. They understand manners, but they got to be careful with that too, because they'll want to be classified too as a slob and they want to be classed as a class person. So, Make sure that you understand that cleanliness is important too so they can be identified as a classy type person that's not some slacker slob. And believe me, it's hard for me because I have to work on it too because I want to be a slob and live in a pigsty. But I've learned as a girl that i got to keep it clean and live like the classy man. Now that's all. Now we got to move on to the next movie, which is Doctor Strange. So our first character is Doctor Strange, or by his alias, Stefan Strange. He is a neurosurgeon who cannot perform after losing hand mobility after his car accident. He goes to a place to get his hands healed, but instead discovers the world of magic. He is described as arrogant, but smart. Often those on the spectrum become doctors like he was. Because remember, we do not like to make mistakes. We pay attention to detail, and that is never going to change. I can promise you that. And we also have Carl Moto, a master of the mystic arts and an ally to Strange. He also trains Strange. This is all just because of my Taekwondo experience. And C-129, A Black Belt's Journey, for more information... But fun fact for you, I'm a black belt, and they taught me so much. It wasn't, they didn't teach me mystic arts, but they taught me karate, how to calm your nerves down and just make you feel good. I mean, let's face it, punching and kicking stuff makes you feel better. But they taught me self-respect and many others. So thank you, Bostix, and I'm still using those traits that you taught me today. Now we move along to Christina Palmer, the love interest of Doctor Strange. I think this represents autism, not because of him or her, but because of the scene where she left him. She left him because he was angry. And angry they couldn't do neurosurgeon. So it represents autism because we get angry at stuff. We get angry when we can't do something. We get angry when it doesn't happen. We get angry when we can't do something at all because someone either told us or we just mentally can't. I mean, you may not see the fact that we think, ah, I don't care, eh. But it does bother us. It really does bother me that I can't take that math class at Ivy Tech. I mean, it really does bother me, and I wish I could, but I know I'll lose it. I'll lose my crap if I do, believe me. But I'm encouraging you to understand that when we are angry, encourage us. Be like, be our pep talk. Like, you're the best. Go, 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 go. Sam, Sam, Sam. John, John, John. Go, go, go. I mean, just encourage us, please. Get, be our cheerleading squad. We need cheerleaders, obviously, in life. So, we need it. So, be our cheerleader, please. And that leads to the next character, which is the Ancient One. A mystic who becomes Stranger's mentor. She agrees to help the illness, but she can be seen with autism because of her secret. It's not power can control you. But it's with great power comes great responsibility. She has the power to control everyone. She has the power with the time. And she's really responsible for it. Just like us and with me. My power comes with great responsibility of sharing mental health and being a mental health advocate every day. Even though I don't want to some days, as Miss Sarah Tomko said, C-141, meet Asta and Suzanne, Sarah Tomko. That's what I have to do every day. The days I don't want to, I need to do it. So... I need to be more motivated to do it, at least. So I encourage you to be responsible with your powers. Everyone, 
Aspie and non-Aspie. And the final character in Doctor Strange is Khaleesis. He is the main villain in the movie. Motivated by loss of his family, he became delusional with the dark power and turned evil. And knowledge is power. The more educated you are, the more inclusive you are. And we could be more inclusive. The road would be a better place if we could all be educated and learn about math and English and the social studies and the science of our lifestyles and the way the earth operates. So we need to know that. Knowledge is power and education is power too. And there's no history because I've already said it when I introduced Doctor Strange, but there are some extras. And some extras are the Time Stone. It is another one of the Infinity Stones that alter and manipulate time. And as time changes, we all change and time goes on. So do the challenges of autism. Like I said earlier, we all come with new problems. We level up, but we also take a step back. So you gotta learn how to handle your stepping back issues. And we also have the Eye Ag Agamotto. It is a necklace that is a sort of Strange's magic and illusions. This can be autism because I feel like I am an illusion sometimes. You know, people walk through illusions. They don't see it. Illusions aren't realistic. Sometimes I wonder if I'm realistic that people see me even and I'm doing the right thing. And I wonder if people see or they just walk through the wall on me and they just don't pass me like I'm a ghost. So I always wonder, am I being noticed as the Eye of Agamotto or am I just being noticed as a delusion myself and we also have the sanctum sanctorum it is a non-living place that makes magical barriers this can be obvious because our need for barriers every aspie in their life needs barriers and boundaries so that they know what they can do so they can learn how to apply the rules in the future and we also have the time loop it's a fictional plot where time repeats itself over and over again this shows autism because of our repetitive behaviors parents look for this one in the children when they're young if they are repeating behaviors it's not a Guarantee, but it's a chance they have autism. And if they do, though, don't deny it. Understand that they do repetitive behaviors, and that's how they are, and that can't be changed medically. Now, we have our next mate, which is Thor Ragnarok, and our only character, or new character, is Hela. Thor, it is Thor's and Loki, evil sister. She is the goddess of death. She's accidentally released from prison after their father's death. Although she was rightfully going to be queen, she had the rug pulled underneath from her. Like her, Asis get the rug pulled from them under all the time. They get the rug pulled under from them. They get so close to a big opportunity, and next thing you know, sizing, nope, you're done. Or they pick someone else over them. It's not fair. That's stupid. Why can't we be treated like everyone else and not get that rug pulled? Why can't the rug just stay and we don't have to fall through the trap door? I don't get it, man. Why do we have to fall off the rug even? Let's just stay on that rug so we can be at least given a chance, you know? If we fall off the rug fairly, then we understand. But doing it because we're an Aspie? Seriously? Why would you do that? That's not fair. And you're a harsh person if you choose to do that. And you just made us feel stupid. But go ahead because we will prove you wrong. And that's just a more motivation. So thanks again, really. Now there are no histories or extras. So we can just move on to the next movie, which is Ant-Man and Wasp. And our two characters are Wasp. She is a hero who has handed a similar suit to Ant-Man. And her suit is an upgrade to his. And she is very comfortable. And comfort is the key for an Aspie. Butt pockets, water on clothes, wearing a suit and tie? No, we don't do that. The comfort we choose to wear is the way how we feel. And if we're not comfortable, there's no point of even trying because we'd rather be naked instead of doing that at a wedding because we don't feel comfortable. If we want to be comfortable wherever we are, and that is a guaranteed. Otherwise, we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on the itchy clothes, the water on the shirt. I mean, we'll just be focused. So it's a waste of time if you don't. Make us feel comfortable, parents and people on the spectrum. You gotta wear comfortable clothes, in my opinion. But we also have Ghost. She is the main villain of the movie with invisibility and tangibility, where she can run through stuff. 
There doesn't need to be a cure for autism, in my opinion. There's no ghosting. You shouldn't need to touch autism. It's a positive thing. All of my guests show positive things. They're not ghosted. They're amazing. Now, the next movie is Avengers Infinity War. And our first character is Proxima Midnight, one of the main villain's children. She's a fighter who is a master combative. If someone on the spectrum becomes combative, they are dealing with something. They cannot handle it. You need to be patient with them and get them the help they need. It's not the fact that they're being combative to fight. I mean, that's not how we do it. It's because we can't help something. That's hard to communicate with earlier, like I said. And if we are combative, we need the help. We have to have patience, and patience is the key. And it's a hard tool to have, but we really need that patience because you're going to make it worse if you don't. We will turn more to Proxima Midnight more and more and more when you're not being patient. So you have to have the patience. There's no way to get around it. You just have to have it if you want to understand your child more. Then our next character is Corvius Glaive, another one of the main villain's children, and he relies on a glaive. Now, there are a lot of children with the main villain, and some and some don't want to have their own children who are an Aspie, and either is acceptable, but don't think we can't because we can. I've seen people with Aspies be a great father. I mean, they may have some challenges with father, but they'll get over it, and they'll be the greatest father alive. But also, don't force it. We can't make that decision sometimes. We have to have time to think about this one. Even though I hate time, this one's a one-timer. And even though we might, it's still our decision. You can't make us have children. I mean, you can't tie us down. But you got to really let us make the choice. I mean, at the end of the day, it's our choice in our life. And if we don't want an extra person running around and just make it us two, then okay. But if you do want to be a father, great. Either way, I'm happy for you. And I'm so proud of whatever decision you make. Our next character is one of my personal favorites, Ebony Ma, an adopted son and the main villain's children. He has a gifted power, a telekinesis. Ma is loyal to Thanos. He thinks they should rejoice in their deaths because of his mission. And as he does that too, they like to rejoice when they are bored. They like to do the simple things like see the sunrise, go canoeing, go swimming, just chill on the patio and reflect on life. Reflect on what they've done in the past, what they've done in the present. What they're going to do. I mean, they just like to reflect. And reflecting is fun, let me tell you. When you reflect on things, you got your future plan. And I think when you do, you're ahead of everyone else. Now, the biggest villain of all and the final character for Infinity War is Thanos. The main villain who is also a titan. And like I said, the biggest villain in the MCU. He wants all six Infinity Stones to eliminate half of the world. He believes that the world is overpopulated and it eliminated his home. This is autism because I want more Aspies on Earth. I want more people diagnosed with autism. I want to, the population to go up. So I want to be understood and I can see that there are more people that are me and that are going to join my group and join my tribe and see that I'm their leader. I mean, I'm hoping that there are more people that are like me one day. Now, there's no history, but we do have some extras. So the first extra is the Soul Stone, another one of the six Infinity Stones that powers life and death. In order to get it, as Red Skull would say, the soul demands a sacrifice. And to hold the stone, you must lose what you love. And this is autism because there are some sacrifices we make. The conversation sacrifices, the feelings, and fighting for happiness. I've never felt happy fully. I was probably more happy when I was younger and didn't see that people excluding me or not making life sense, but that's a sacrifice I make. I sacrifice not being able to make a good conversation to be myself. My feelings, I don't express my feelings well. I mean, I do better, but I know some don't. And I'm grateful that I do have that, but it's a sacrifice I make and others make. The sacrifices are real. You don't understand the sacrifice because you can't be me. And that's kind of a nice part, but still kind of sad because I wish you could see how bad these sacrifices are and how much they do take the toll on me. Because I know that in the day, this is about mental health acceptance and a positive podcast. But the truth is, some of this 
it's a hard, I mean, sacrificing all these four, even though it's great sometimes, it's a hard thing to do and a hard thing to realize that you had to and it wasn't your choice. Another extra is the blip. A major action after Thanos completed his mission and snapped his fingers and that led to half a life was gone. And I did some research and an actual scientist and BJ Yoho and C-142 alike, yet different by BJ Yoho for more information on him. But he said, and the scientist said it would not work because each species, including us, would go extinct. As Earth would not have enough supplies for anyone. It's, a, it's like society taking away half of our inventions because of the autistic community. Because if you think about it, half of our inventions were made by people on the spectrum. Einstein, Lincoln, Bill Gates, Mozart. I mean, all these people had autism. So if you take that away, half of your inventions are gone. And let me just tell you, the world would be a different place if all those people were gone. I mean, some are gone, but they didn't make the stuff they made. Half of your inventions are gone. And you would never hear of them until you were 64. Now for the final extra on Avengers Infinity War is the Infinity Gauntlet. A simple weapon that holds the six Infinity Stones. This is autism or shows an ability because anyone with a disability might need what I call a carrier or a helper or a full nurse. And this is okay. Where I'm from, we accept that. No matter what you do, you're welcome to us. You're welcome no matter if you have the nurse with you. If you need help, if you have to have a permanent carrier or a permanent nurse or a helper even. We don't care. We're here for you. I accept you. Part of Green County probably accepts you. Part of where you live accepts you. So don't be embarrassed. It's fine to have that. Everyone in life needs to have help. Even superheroes from Captain America to Thor. They did earlier. And boy, oh boy, they sure enough needed it or else they would not be successful probably. Now the penultimate movie for this episode is the Avengers Endgame. Now there's no history, no characters, but there is an extra. It is Titan 2. It is a planet where Thanos retired after a blimp. And Aspect may not be able to enjoy retirement, and they have to do something. Like I said in the DC Comics one, they may not be able to do something. They may have to get up on their feet and go and move their feet to dance, do something that going to Walmart. I mean, I don't know what that entails, but they have to do something. I mean, some just cannot sit their butt on that couch and leave a permanent butt print. I mean, that's not possible for them. They get too bored, and I get that fully because of my ADHD. So I say if they're old, they, they do what they want. They live for this long. They definitely have the right to do what they want in that perspective of terms. Now we can go to the final movie, which is Spider-Man Far From Home. The two new characters that we have are MJ, or it stands for Michelle Jones. She is the second love interest of Spider-Man. She is snarky and sneaky and a bookworm. Okay, we're bookworms too, but we don't like read the book. We read the world. We absorb the information. We take it in slowly and deeply and calculatedly to the point where we just... Do it one step at a time. It's like the Garvin stops with the rainy orange. You stomp on one arm. Okay, that's us taking the information. Walk around to the head. Stomp again. That's another information. Get to go to the other arm. Another step of information. Do the leg. Another step of information. Do a circle of it again. And another information. Then you finally go to the head and you stop absorbing the information. You take it all in. So it's like the Garvin stops. But instead of Garvin stops, you call it like Garvin information, really. And our next one is Mysterio, or by his alias Quentin Beck, a former employee of Stark Industries and a holographic illusionist who manipulates everyone's love for superheroes. This is autism because of our restricted interests. He manipulates everyone's love? Okay, this could be him. He could manipulate my restricted interests because that's all we care about. We only care about our restricted interests, not Mysterio maybe, but other movies. I mean, he manipulates that. We manipulate that too. We can manipulate our love for something too because of our own restricted interests. It's odd. We can manipulate our own 
thought sometimes. Now there's no history, but there is an extra, and that is Edith. Even dead, I'm the hero. And artificial intelligence sunglasses with numerous security abilities, okay? People on the spectrum like the sunglasses also have endless abilities, and we need to focus on what people can do instead of not worrying about and not solely on what they cannot do. There's no need to worry about the no's. We need to look at the yeses and focus on that, not focus on the no's, not derogatory then, but focus on the yes and keep lifting the thumbs up until your thumbs get sore. But now I'm curious, who's your favorite Marvel character? If you email me at infoautismrocksmills.com, you will win a free t-shirt that was once made by Sam Mitchell. Now to end this episode, Marvel is like us. There is more to the story than what you see. It is not all about the capes or the money. It is not even about the saving the world. It's about helping one another constantly to help the one person get ahead of us or even to help the one person who has an ability to go farther in life than ever expected. Well, I think that's all for us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want you right now to go watch a Marvel movie. And just remember, I love you all 3,000. And it's time for Neuros to assemble. Thanks for joining for this episode. Please turn for another episode coming in very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you.